Material Components Episode 67 Interlopers Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gergoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Wiggity wig wham wazzle. Okay. We're taking you off the podcast. I don't know if this is a bad time to tell you, but this is the moment. Goodbye, everybody. It came to yeah, this. Let's fired. It's yeah. been it's been a good run. We're we're bringing Liam Hemsworth into place. Oh, that's yeah. way better. Why didn't you guys do that in the first? Well, we place? couldn't get him until now. We were kind of just yeah. like waiting. Right. Yeah. We've been in negotiations for the past sixty six episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyways. <laughs> uh. Hey everybody, I'm Olivia, uh, and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Liam Hemsworth, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, mm. half-elf rogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome Liam Hemsworth, everyone. He was actually yeah. on the call, and uh-huh. he's gone now. <laughs> it's weird. I don't have an Australian accent anymore. It's so strange. That's what we call acting. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, that's several layers. Um, yeah, and I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed, and of course, I'd like to begin this session the same way I begin every session by asking all of you if you remember what happened last time. Lisman, I mean Liam. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to get used to. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's a transitioning period. Um, uh, yeah, so we. Are in our aims here, which was totally cool. Um, and actually, it is a really cool city. Um, good job, Mike. Um, well designed. Um, we went to a weird fun house, um, like a uh, <laughs> like a Chuck E. Cheese style. I think you uh, mean Blizz Fizzle Nozzle's Hall of Wonders. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is both a children's playground and also the training area of uh, Rift Keepers. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, the perfect cover. The it, It's the perfect cover. That's true. Um, Thank you for saying his name, by the way, Mike, because that was the was one thing I did write down and I was like, what the fuck was that guy's name? <laughs> it's like so distinct. Well, just wait till I start introducing more gnomes. It's not as distinct as you think. <laughs> yeah, they all have a million names, so. <laughs> oh. Oh, I know. In fact, you said most of them when you did your intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That is very true. Um, yeah, and we met up with Judah, which is, it's nice ke- catching up with him. He's apparently been trapped here since the last Maker's festival if i'm not mistaken uh, um, a little bit after that a little bit after that apparently the city didn't lock down until about two months ago and judah just happened to be passing through when that happened right um yeah and you know some other stuff happened 
Like what? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, met met some some guy who looks suspiciously like my character. Oh, and okay. it was it's the dude. It's just some idiot. dude, and it you know it was uh, not uh, emotional at all. So. Yes, indeed. Sid Emberlight came face to face, finally, with his biological father, one Lucidian Lyodon, head of House Lyodon of Fair Amesir. Yep. There was emotionally exchanged words. There was uh, an admonition of the old mage in all of her secretive ways. Hmm. And there was a a tense parting of the ways that was perhaps not as tense as it could have been, seeing as there were definitely a few times when I was pretty sure you were just going to attack him when you first met him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it listen, all... it's not off the table. <laughs> yeah. There's still time, Mike. Oh, um... sure, I'm just saying, first... Right, like right off the bat, you didn't murder him. So look, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I, I got to at least do his character voice a little bit before you just <laughs> gutted him. Backstab, backstab. Um, <laughs> Snake attack. Snake attack. Um, but yes, uh, this was after you had spent a little bit of time in Fairhaven. So you're having teleported into the titular House Lyodon, uh, where you were confronted by another. Uh, Character that you may or may not have been ready to confront, and that was Sid's half sister, Cangela Lydon, as well as one of Sid's uncles, uh, the Orin. So Orin. So Orin Lydon, the the Chancellor, as he said, of House Lydon. But yes, uh, after all of that, going to the Halls of Wonder, confronting your father, reconnecting with your. Uh, Threadless friend, Judah, and now that I have completely inundated myself with the number of NPCs that are currently surrounding you, uh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a, it's, it's a lot. It's a it's it's a few. There's a list right next to me, so I can try to keep track of everybody. Um, <laughs> we find you now still in the Riftkeeper Sanctum beneath Blizz Fizzlenaz's Hall of Wonder. Uh, Mr. Fizzlenozzle himself, having just brought you all a spectacular gnomish delicacy, uh, the... Oh, the pizza! Fuck me! <laughs> right! How can I forget? Uh, but yes. Uh, there were also maybe a, a, a slight revelation regarding somebody's forge-bound item, maybe? Oh, that did happen. Yeah, I... Yeah. I was... Two down. I was texting... Yeah, too. <laughs> I was texting Olivia. Uh, I think the next day was when I texted you this, but like, I keep trying to do things that I think Cherish would think is the right thing, but I swear to God, it always comes off as like her being super manipulative and terrible, and I don't know what to do about huh. it. <laughs> Maybe that is the kind of stuff that Cherish would do. Hmm. I mean, Weird. Like, right? Like, I'm here to find out. I'm here to play to find out what happens, but like. <laughs> Cherish isn't here to make friends. Um. <laughs> no, she is here to make friends. It's just that... 
she's I'm here to make friends, but I will win. She's here she's genetically here to win. Indeed. So having uh sat down for a meal with all your new friends around you, minus certain liadons, uh yeah, uh, I, is there anything you want to to accomplish this evening here in Fair Ames here, uh, besides some friendly conversation with your fellow Riftkeepers? Is there anything immediately that needs to occur, uh, or do you all want to uh, hop into the night's rest because it is beginning to press into the evening? You said there were books down where we are. There are lots of books down here. There is a, a full quarter of the this Riftkeeper Sanctum seems to be devoted to transplanar research. There is a small library here of uh, incredibly detailed travel logs and research notes regarding the outer and inner planes. Uh, is there anything on like the process of closing rifts at all, or? I uh, you don't know. You would have to go a looking. Uh, but you have access to this sanctum. You have access to your Riftkeeper allies, and you have access to one Blizz Fizzle Nozzle, who is apparently now off of his shift. Uh, having fed all of you, he is now available to answer questions. And uh, first things first, he will apologize for his gruff demeanor earlier. Apparently, there was a birthday party uh, that was reserving the the. The play structure earlier, it was a whole thing. I totally oh, understand. don't worry about no. it. You, I can't imagine having to run that place and make sure that nobody finds out this stuff and how also having to do this stuff at the same time. It seems like a lot to take care of. It is, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Can't trust anybody else. You mean like kids? You can't... like. <laughs> Kids are the ones you do tr trust? Am I no, I only trust myself to... Oh! oh okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was concerned. I was very... And you're the one who got the watch from the old mage. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, is there like a... That's what we all say, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Is there like an official... Is there like a training regiment that all Riftkeepers go through? This has been very sort of... We've been flying by the seat of our pants, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually a four to six week of research and uh, learning the proper rituals. And obviously there's a training period involved. Generally, you're assigned with a superior rift keeper and you apprentice under them for a couple of years before you're allowed to go solo. There are, of <laughs> course, exceptions. And he'll glance over at Etsuko. Is there an abridged version, perhaps? Maybe like, an accelerated Like course? a summer intensive. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have... Uh, Mostly... Oh, here. Can, I mean, did we... Ex I don't remember. Did we explain to him, like, what happened at the last... Like, how we closed the last two rifts? Or... To it was... Model? No, absolutely yeah. not. Okay, so... We just said that we have closed them. Yes. Not... Okay, yeah. Because, basically, what we've been doing is... I have been doing the ritual circle, and then we all sort of channel our magic into Sid, and he uses his sword to stitch it shut. Now, that seems like a lot of stuff to go through. Is there some way that, like, he could just manifest his own power without... You've been performing diagrams? 
Yes, um, I, I was in Stormhaven one year with Camion while they were closing one, and I managed to memorize the circle, the ritual circle that they did. No, I, sure, fine, that's alright, but okay. you're it's talking not... about channeling multiple people's magic into a single ritual. Yes. That's called a diagram. Okay. Wow. I just do. See, okay, so, sorry. I, I like to learn stuff. I just mostly just do stuff, though, and then learn Sorcerer. about it afterwards. Got it. Yeah. Right. And okay. It's, it's, it's annoying, kind of, because like, I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. It's no, kind of scary. None of us know anything about magic. It's, I, I know don't some need stuff to know. It's fine. Magic, but mostly I just do stuff. <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you this. If I'm assuming you've had considering that word was new to you, that you've had no prior training in the usage of diagrams. No. No. Great. Um, what you were doing was exceptionally dangerous, and if you had failed, you would have all died. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, that's kind of right. That. Kind of, yeah. The first Hon time I did Honestly, it, I that's passed most out. things we do. Right. Well. True. What you were doing is not unheard of. Teams of Rift Keepers can create a diagram to seal rifts if they're not individually powerful enough to do it. Mm -hmm. It is, of course, dangerous because you are intrinsically linking all of your life forces and magical energies into a single expression of power. And if that expression of power is reversed or disregarded or diffused, that backlash hits everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Good thing I didn't fail. Yeah. Right. Now, the other thing you're describing with the, the sword bits, mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Which is saying something. What yeah. do you, what, what, like does it make, what does it make expert. sense? You're... You, the way... You use a sword to... to close a, a realm scar. Okay, so that's not common. No. Okay. His, um, well, okay. did you ever know, I mean, Sid should probably ask this. I'm all ears, and his ears are these big gnomish affairs. Oh, yeah, uh, did, did Angela do that at all? I'm, I'm assuming you are did. the that's previous owner of... Kalkin absolutely described it that way, yes. Mm -hmm. The previous owner of this sword, I Stormpiercer. Um, and you know that Angela didn't necessarily have Stormpiercer when she was an active Riftkeeper, barring the the time she went to hell to get Cherish. Right. Uh, so when Fizzle Nozzle looks down at the sword and kind of looks back up at you with a look of unrecognition. Um, it's not exactly shocking, uh, but he says, Ah, Angela. Oh, Angela. That was that, ugh. I mean, yes, technically she was a Rift Keeper, I guess. Well, just... But what is that supposed to mean? She didn't go through the training. She didn't apprentice with anyone. Old Mage says she's a Rift Keeper, and suddenly it's fine, I guess. Hmm, weird. Hmm. Yeah, wow, that's super surprising. Hmm. Yeah. 
history. But she was damn effective. I'll say that much. Okay. So what was her, what was her training? She had no training whatsoever? As far as I'm concerned. She oh. never came to a fair aims here, as far as I know. All I know is wherever she went, they shut down the rifts. So, I guess it worked out. Hmm. Huh. See, I was coming here to learn how to do it, but are you telling me I don't have to? I mean, you could learn how to do it the right way. Yeah, but the right way takes, how many years do you say? Like multiple years? We don't really have multiple years as far as I'm concerned, or as I'm aware. Okay. So I mean, I, what are I you do proposing? want to... I'm proposing an accelerated course. Just like, give me the, give me the, the most important bits. Portal is bad. Great. <laughs> we can start there. And as he's talking, he's, like, eating these big slices of pizza that are, like, the size of his head. Nice. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you, kid. Um, there's the method we use, and then there's the method that, well, some others use. And he'll glance over at Canaeus. What? I look Canaeus, over at Canaeus. Can you do it differently? And... Canaeus will say, mm, no, I've actually never closed one of these. And oh. Fizzle Nozzle will look at him and say, like, what? Seriously? What the heck do you even do around here? <laughs> uh, he brings the party. Yeah. And Canaeus will point at all of you and nod. I don't know. Some people have a natural affinity for portals. There are certain spells that folks can learn intuitively, as he gestures towards Cherish, or through study that can close smaller realm scars. But the kind of stuff we're dealing with, with whatever's happening to the city, with whatever's happening down south, this is on a scale of magnitudes we've not really dealt with before. And I've been doing this for 200 years. Oh. I mean, I guess that's the thing, then. Because we know that there are Rift Keepers down south, we know Camion's down there. And we have mm. our folks here, I guess. We just stop closing them if we can't do it in a way that's not dangerous? Because, honestly, now they know that we could probably die if we do that again, I kinda don't want to do it. Which I know sounds strange <laughs> coming from me, but... <laughs> So what are we supposed to do? Just let them... Just let well, them go? Again, there are other Rift Keepers. I mean... We weren't originally tasked with even closing them. We just Started sort of had to stumble in there after somebody. I look pointedly at Grawl. <laughs> oh, no. What? What? I... 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 Nope, not letting that one ride. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't know what that means, but all right. Mm-hmm. But we, we can't just do nothing, Cherish. I mean... I mean, we we have stumbled across two rifts without any other rift keepers present. What makes you think that's not going to happen again? And Arbadon will say, and I thought the whole plan was to go find the big portal that's south of here. Right. Well, yeah, but I thought we... Well, okay, here's the thing. I'm not suggesting we do nothing. Like, I just don't know what the solution is. I thought our plan going south was to help Camion and the other Rift Keepers, like fight off whatever, well, demons that are coming out of it, and so they can get to it and close it. I mean, that was the whole thing we agreed to do anyway, which, again, I don't care. I... <sighs> but if you can't learn it any faster than three years, then <laughs> there may not be a valley by then. So I don't know what the solution is. And Etsuko will speak up and say, perhaps that could be the plan here as well. I and Arbadon and Canaeus are all technically full-fledged rift keepers. So you could close the rift? I have closed several rifts on my own, yes. Yeah, that was the plan. But what you guys are talking about is what we're going to do after we go south. And I agree, that's an issue. We we did go up against two rifts that didn't have any rift keepers nearby, and... Yeah. That could happen again very well. We know about the rift here, and we know about the rift down south. Is there any other reports in the valley uh, of anything like this happening? Well, the old mage told us... I wouldn't know. We've been cut off for almost two months. Yeah. Because Zenerva told us about like, there were about the big ones, quote-unquote. There's five total. Yes. I think. Mm-hmm. So there was... There oh, was one in, right. The there one was one by Stormhaven as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the other big one we know about. But right, she said... That she's She has told us. Which, yeah, who knows how trustworthy that information is. But she has mm. told us that there are, you know, dozens. That these are just the really big ones. Right. And specifically, those were the ones with cult activity around them. Yeah, yeah that's right. Am Am I remembering incorrectly if um, at the summit, the representative from Zonot Zero was also saying they were dealing with some weirdness? They had, but then somebody, looking at you all, uh, closed the rift that was nearest to them, which was in the Eastwood. Okay, it was, the, it was the Eastwood one. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was, uh, yeah, yeah, and if that was a separate one. Whatever disaster might have befallen Zonot Zero was avoided because you took care of that one first. Nice. But yes, uh... I, I mean, I, I guess that's that's the point is that even if even if it's dangerous for us to to do it and yes i think we should definitely go with the plan of of helping these three close this one or fix whatever's going on with this one 
but it would be helpful if we could at least get get some extra information so that the next time we're inevitably by ourselves with a rift, because it's going to happen again, Cherish. Mm. We at least know how to keep ourselves from dying a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean maybe we can just get more training once we have more time. Well, I, I mean, don't... frankly, right now we have kind of all the time in the world because we're stuck here until we figure out how to get into the wilding safely. And I have some, some more ideas of research and we should go to Duskwalker Import and Export and see if we can see if he if Omatep knows anything about those pendants, which I'm going to say that I, I still have the pendant that I've been holding on to while I've been doing research. Okay. Um, and I have some other leads that I'm going to explore later tonight or tomorrow, depending on how tired I am, but we're here until we can figure out how to get the wilding and not, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever's going to happen. Hey, Blizz, that's your name. That's me. Have you seen anything like that? And I point at the, the pendant. Yeah, and I'll, like, hold it up for him to see. He will kind of lean over and give it a squint, and he'll blink a couple of times, and then he'll reach into uh, the pocket of his... And he's wearing, like I said before, like a, a functional padded jerkin with, like, a workman's vest over it with a bunch of pockets. It looks like a, a cameraman's vest. And he'll mm -hmm. reach into one of the pockets near his breast and pull out a set of spectacles and rest them, and his eyes suddenly get twice as big as they were before, and they were already pretty big. And nice. he'll flick a couple of extra lenses down in front and, like, pull up a couple of lenses. It looks like he's trying to find a right filter of some kind. And he's, he stares at it, he goes, Interesting. Where did you get this? Well, we were lands? in the Beastlands. And I tell him about trading stuff to the creature of Ling. You met one of the Lang folk! Fascinating! Yeah, it, was the second, it was actually the second time we met him. Huh. If it... Do we... If it I was mean, the same... Right? Yeah, like, was it was the like, same one? There, yeah. there was recognition, right? I think there was... Or, I don't know. We don't know anything about question. them. Do yeah, they have no. hive minds? Do they yeah, all really? exist on the same... I mean, it that's true. It just occurred to me that it might not be the same one. <laughs> Maybe there is only one. Well, no, is it the creature of Lang or a creature yeah. of Lang? That's the question. And Blizz will say, a folk of Lang, technically. And actually, it is a running theory that they might, in fact, only be one, or they might be a collective of some kind. No one's mm. really sure. It's always a dicey circumstance when you're running into them. They... Yeah, I would yeah. say that mm -hmm. that tracks. They're yep. like multiversal uh, pests. No, um, here's it doesn't say that out loud. Looters. Yeah, they they pick around the battlefields and ragged edges of the multiverse, looking for valuable things to seal. Yeah, yeah, they do. They fucking do. It's Pat Grawl in the arm. It's okay. We'll get that Pearl of Power back. I'm still sitting at the table, by the way. Y'all are talking. 
You're also yeah, at the table. The, oh, are you well, at like one of the research tables? Yeah. You're not, you're not having pizza? Come have you're pizza. <laughs> I've hmm. Wherever they got this, I because I promise you they didn't make it. Yeah. It probably wasn't good. This thing has a touch of the far realm about it. Yeah, because when I... And when I... When I left from the Beastlands, when when I went back through the realm scar, it... It came... Al the pendant itself came alive, it seemed? Yeah, that tracks. Like I said, it... Looks like it might be a piece of, or at least originally from the Far Realm, perhaps. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. Nope. But I will write it down once you start talking it, about it. It's not a good thing. It's, it's whatever's outside and in between. There's lots of names for it. The Far Realm, Dark Space, the Dark Tapestry... It's whatever's outside the multiverse, or maybe in between different multiverses. Hmm. But there's stuff from there that... Well, it's bad. Let's put it that way. It so... tends to not follow the rules of, you know, reality. Right, which is why it keeps us from... It would keep us from being affected by whatever plane is leaking through. Didn't we also see a statue in Stormhaven that had a similar property? We did. We did. Yeah. So this is not the only thing we've seen in the valley with this sort of property, this far realm origin. No. no. Hmm. I wouldn't even say it's the second. No. I'm trying to remember. So, the yeah, I was like rapidly yeah, going back through everything. Oh, like that. Mm. Mm. oh, and now you're just gonna keep it to yourself. Girls thinking about things. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Thinks about his sword for a minute. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, that's true. Didn't yeah. Turn into a gorilla though. No. Granted, uh, I don't know if I... Mm, no, no, I was going to say, I didn't know if I had my sword out when I went to the portal. No, I did. I swung at the portal did. with a sword. <laughs> you, you used <laughs> it I to go to the portal. And I believe... I wrote it like moment. a surfboard. Yeah, there was a moment <laughs> the where portal. I was like, do you have your sword with you? And you're like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> with a great sword. Uh, that was a whole bit. <laughs> it's so long ago. So, replicating this might be tricky. Right, because I was going to say, so whatever abjuration properties this has are inherent, not added. Um, I don't know, it's strange. And Etsuko will say, when I was inspecting it, it seemed as though it was perhaps a layered effect on top of whatever was naturally occurring. This mm. was produced, it is not simply a hunk of raw material on a string. Okay. Do we know what the material is? I don't think meat. So. Probably meat. Blizz will say, oh, 
some of the more dramatic types call it Black Mithril. Mithril's an inherently magical metal, and it can absorb the properties of things that it's exposed to, and if there's Mithril that's been exposed to the Far Realm, it can, well, turn into something like that. Gotcha. Should we, should we ask him about the little bottle of oh, no, anti-rhinestone or whatever? I just want to, yeah, since he's un- got his magical... Unrelated, but... Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here. Back at the table, about four <laughs> feet away. Um, Chiming in occasionally. Is there any way that we could... Again, I just do stuff, so this is probably me asking a dumb question, but... Could you do alchemy to something? Could Could I do alchemy? Not you, not you, just somebody. Hypothetically, could somebody alchemy it, something else, into Black Mithril? Is that possible? Oh, um... Yikes. Um, maybe? You'd have to ask an alchemist. I'm... I have more deal with magical artifice. It's kind of my whole bag, and he'll, like, gesture upstairs. Right. Uh, wasn't out of character. It wasn't... Isn't one of the Lyodon siblings an alchemist? Yes. Oh, interesting. And her Which name one? was... Uh, Lee Valfir oh. Lydon. Lee Valfir. Mm. Yes. Sue Oren mentioned her. Which number was she? She's three. Yeah, the third mm-hmm. born. Okay. Is is Leval Fear, is she, you know, in the know about all this stuff? <laughs> Valfear? Yeah, I should say so. She helped concoct some of the drinks on my menu. Nice. Mm. I like her already. Um, yeah. So, like, I could talk to her about that. I, she is a very accomplished alchemist. If anyone knew how to do something like that, it would be her. Okay. Maybe are there I'll any see her tomorrow? Are there any Lyodons who shouldn't know about it, or is is all of the main family in the know? All of the inner circle of the family knows, though whether or not they care is another matter entirely. If you talk to Gorion, he couldn't give two rats ass about any of the Rift Keepers. Oh, my Gorion. Gotcha. But that one's too busy cavorting with the other houses to really give a shit about his family's legacy. Butthole. <laughs> Crawl says from <laughs> 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 away. <laughs> it surprises him when it comes out of his mouth, too. <laughs> Everyone's looking at him, he's like, what? <laughs> oh, that was out loud. Whoops. <laughs> okay, right, so... Stick your guns. What's a gun? Um, I'll talk to Valfir about Black Mithril, but I still have to, we still have to figure out what specific abjuration spell or magical property this has. It's not general. It couldn't be just general, right? It would have to be specific. And Etsuko will say, it is definitely a, a type of warding, though I'm not sure about the particulars. We would need to discuss matters with a wizard, perhaps? Someone who specialized in abjuration magic? 
Do we know Blizz, do like you that? know any? And Blizz will sort of cast around. Uh, abjuration specialists. Not off the top of my head, no. Shoot. <sighs> Maybe I'll reconnect with Suwarin tomorrow when I'm... If, if in a perfect world, I would say just call up the old maid. She's the smartest, I hate to admit this, wizard I know. Does she know about these guys? Hey, guys, quick, quick, did we tell her about this pendant? There's so many things. We I don't think yeah. so. I think we did. I think that was. I think we, we need to start keeping out. keeping a, a checklist of people about who knows what. <laughs> we need another Google Doc of does the old mage know this? <laughs> I'd rather play this one close to the vest for now. Oh. I say. Also, we. No in, I say to no one in particular. Also, we can't contact her because we're stuck in a bubble. So. So. We can't even use the pocket watch. That's. Do you ask that I out loud? Haven't tried. Yeah. Uh, Fizzle nozzle will say, "No, that's the yeah, most she, of the problem." That's why. Okay. That's why Darren Dunn was sent out is because they couldn't get any word. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. A lot's been going on. <laughs> that's smarter. That's than this. honestly, it's like. There's so much going on. <laughs> well, great. So I'm gonna tell her anyway. Um. Okay. I have my checklist for tomorrow. I'm going to go see if I can do a little more research before bed, and then I'm going to bed. And uh, Etsuko asks if you would like any help. Let's see. Um, no, I'm alright. Thank you, though. And, uh, I probably will need your help in the days to come, for sure. So don't go back on that offer. <laughs> <laughs> Judah, who has just been listening to all of this the whole time, a lot of it's going a little bit over his head. That's um, fair. Same. Finally speaks up, though, when he says, So your plan is to use this magic pendant, somehow replicate it, because it allows you to resist the effects of planar magic? Yes. Yep. And once we all have something like that, we can leave the city and close the rift. Yeah, That's I mean, idea. depending on how many, you know, on how many we can get, ma get made, I mean, it's the the low number the the um god what is the word what is the phrase i'm looking for like lowballing it like if we can only get like 3 made it's going to have to be maybe atsuko god and i don't know one of uh, two of us maybe arbadon and one of us Anetsuko. I don't know. There's a lot of unknown f numbers at the moment. So um, I don't exactly feel comfortable Arbidon says it'll depend really on what plane we're dealing with out there. It's that's true. another that's another variable. Maybe that's another thing we can look into while we're Well, I was doing some research earlier 
trying to see if I could figure out what plane it was. And there's a couple of, of, um, pretty good, uh, can like one good candidate really. And did I write that down? That. I could have sworn I wrote it down. <laughs> well, Mike, could you remind me again? Keen mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keen mind. <laughs> um, the the three like good possibilities that you got were Bitopia, the Beast Lands again, and Arborea. That's right. Arborea is the one that the elves uh, hope to yes. get to, right? Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. It's the planty one. It's like elf heaven, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. And specifically upper beastlands? Would make sense. Okay. And what was Bitopia again? It's like the duality one, where like things are mirrored through Bisexual the... Bisexual utopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, where like on one... It, it, Either any of you stop me if this is wrong, but I'm just also trying to remember. It's like on on one end of the plane, like something might be small, like a like a bird might be like a pterodactyl on the other end of the plane because it like warps and mirrors things. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. That was my understanding. Yeah. Okay. One is tamed pastoral landscape. The other is an untamed wilderness. Yet both reflect the plane's goodness and its acceptance of law and order when necessary. Oh. Technically, planes have a uh, place in the lawful and uh, chaotic and good and evil scales as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anything else anyone would like to accomplish this evening? Um, I mean, I I think I'd like to check in and make sure that Sid is like okay. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a big question, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. I okay. I just I like gonna get through the night. Okay, not so much like are you okay in a bigger sense. I don't ask like this. Also, by the way, sorry, bad role play. Yeah. <laughs> um, because yeah, once everyone's done eating, the the food is cleaned up by some unseen servants and. Uh, Blizz says, yeah, you're welcome to sleep down here or sleep up in the, uh, the deluxe rooms in the upper, uh, the building, the Halls of Wonder proper. Uh, Have we not, we, we haven't rested since, nope. uh, oh, it is still the I 12th. So I oh, gotcha. I, I honestly don't know if Sid would have been here, but, uh, we'll just say he stepped out cause he's feeling better. He could smell that good, good saw. Mm. He was sullenly eating that saw off to the side. <laughs> Yeah. And despite himself, he was chiming in here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, you know. Distract from. Distract. Whatever's going on. Yeah. But you're okay. You're. Are you asking? Yeah. But you're. Um... Like, all right is not the right. I mean, of course, you're not all right. That was, that was a lot, but. I I think that if I give myself something to focus on, I think I'll be okay. 
I just need to figure out what that is because it seems like there's a lot of studying that's about to happen and that's not really my forte. There's always, and she'll kind of like, uh, I don't know if she'll like do a head nod towards it, but she'll kind of like look to the, the training mm, with the area. Four broken sword, like training swords and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for that or or to talk or just anything you need, really. Okay. Well, thank you. I think I think some training is in order. Yeah. She takes like a big bite of like too big of a bite of pizza, so she has to <laughs> take a while to chew on it. <laughs> Okay, so Cherish spends the rest of the evening doing a little bit of studying. Um, you can see that Etsuko and Judah are doing similar. They have their own lines of research, though. Uh, Sid, do you go back to training or do you go back to your room to get some rest? I think I'm going to get some rest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tears, are you doing the same? Um. Yeah, I think Tears kind of like hovers around. Uh, Etsuko and Judah and Cherish in a like, oh, can I help? And then realizes that she can't and and goes up to get some rest too. Okay. What is Grawl doing? Uh, Grawl has research to do tonight, um, but not down here. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's a weird euphemism. Uh, Kameas <laughs> is going to go upstairs to the bar. And uh, Arbidon will follow. Um, apparently he has a... Uh, there's a different colored giant stuffed owlbear that he wants to win. Ah, nice. Uh, so the, get the whole set. Yep. And yeah, uh, Blizz will leave you to your own devices. He just asks that you... Uh, if you're going to go up into the bar, don't make a show of it. Uh, but apparently, the uh, he says the the bartender Catlin will look after you. Cool. And if you wait until after around midnight, the official Hall of Wonder closes, and whoever's left has official invite from uh, Blizz himself. So, okay. <gasps> do they do like a like a like after dark? Thing. So, like, yes. anyone who's... Oh, oh my god, wait, just kidding. Maybe Tears of doesn't go to bed. <laughs> oh, I want to do the Bullwinkles after dark thing. <laughs> Maybe not tonight, though. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Cherish, what is your line of research? So, what time does the Hall of Wonder open? The Hall of Wonder opens at 11am. Okay. Like, to the public. The, right. The people yeah, who are staying here I, obviously can get up and move yeah. about. That's what I that's what I mean. Um because I I also would like to, you know, ask Blizz, like also how would I get back in touch with like with Suoran to see if I could talk to him and um Valfir? Um, I'm assuming he Is gave that... you some way of contacting him, like one of his stewards they or did, the steward. Oh the steward, that's right. Okay. Yes, Shadoran. Shadoran? Shadoran. Shadoran. Doran. That's right. Never mind. I don't ask that. 
I like. I swear to God, I was writing stuff last time, but I do not know where. There's a lot of stuff. I understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if okay, you want to so... get a hold of Sue Orn, you would probably have to use the go between because you don't have any yeah. magical means, as far as I know. Um. Yeah. No. Okay. But so yeah, I'll I'll ask I'll talk summon Shadorin tomorrow and. Okay. Uh, in this evening, what are your what is your line of research? Um, Cherish is researching magical items, kind of as a guise to research the deck of many things specifically. Okay. Uh, I can tell you right now, this place isn't going to be super useful where that's concerned. Okay. This is specifically about transplanar stuff. This this little, like, research nook. It's about different planes, the ins and outs of them. Uh, There might be some stuff about magical items, but it'll be magical items that specifically pertain to multiversal travel or transplanar location or orientation. um, Okay, so can I say that when she doesn't really get much, like, get very far in that, I want to switch over, like, once she realizes that, can I research Lang? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Give me an investigation roll. Oh, damn. I actually would be really helpful at helping with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, good. 16. 16. You learn that Lang is, and this is the DC for planar research here is shockingly low, considering this oh, place has well, uh, all of the research material you would need to learn these sorts of things. That's fair. Lang is apparently a demiplane of some kind. It is not a, a full outer or inner plane. Demiplanes are kind of subsect- subsections. Sometimes they're linked to greater uh, planes. Sometimes they just exist in their own little weird bubbles. Mm-hmm. It is said that things like uh, Barovia is a demiplane of the Shadowfell. Uh, the doma- the domains of Dread are demiplanes of the Shadowfell. Is Barovia something specific that I read? No, I'm just giving you an example. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Huh, what is this Barovia? Hmm. <laughs> no, this is just Mike giving you an example of what I'm talking about. Okay, okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um... <laughs> But yeah, what Cherish learns is that Leng is a demiplane that moves and is parasitic in nature. It can apparently appear on other planes in something called the Plateau of Leng. And the Plateau is apparently home to two individual types of intelligent, sapient creatures. There's a species known only as the Leng Folk, of which you are passingly familiar. Mm -hmm. And there are apparently a giant arachnid species called the Spiders of Leng that make their home there. And it is said that their webs are... uh, The silk they produce is exceedingly useful for concocting uh, the sails of planar skiffs. Oh, interesting. And that one of the primary functions of the Leng Folk is to steal the silk that is produced by the spiders of Leng. Hmm. And the two species hate each other. 
That sounds about right. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, so the the plateau of Leng can apparently appear in a bunch of different places. Okay. How you precisely get there is a matter of some debate. Do I read about that debate? You find passing references to it, and most sources that you're reading seem to just indicate you don't want to go there. Okay. It's a bad, bad place. That's, I mean, it sounds bad. There is a strange reference at one point that you pick up on that it may or may not be connected to some place called Carcosa. Hmm. And this is theorized in a travel log that you're reading of someone whose name is uh, <laughs> Milo Carter. Lots of people have can have similar last names, but I'll keep that one in mind. And that's what you learn. Okay. Grawl, you want to go sleepy times to do your research? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Grawl, Grawl goes sleepy times now. <laughs> it's not how Grawl sounds. It's not God, since, uh... I, I was watching I was watching Blades of Glory the other day, and I just I fucking cannot watch any uh Will Ferrell movies anymore, so <laughs> It's just Grawl. <laughs> no. No. Just gonna, get, just gonna get my body pillow ready for me. Whoever invented rope is a real a-hole. <laughs> I love that movie. Like, that's something Grawl It's so say. bad, it's so good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Personal hero, Will Ferrell. Um, yeah, I would like to go Sleepy Time and do research. I don't like that. Don't like okay. That. So you want to go to the, the dream version of the archive and mm -hmm. learn a little something. Yep. What, what is your line of research? Um, I want to learn about um, uh, specifically uh, the see if I can find anything that has to do with uh, this amulet. Um extra like layering of spells uh or like warding specifically against uh other realms or actually let's let's go with let's go with some sort of like transplaner uh travel along the lines of that so you want to learn about the means of transplaner travel or what um i guess uh ways yeah i guess means Okay. Um, things that I wouldn't probably find down in the uh, in the other library. Okay. Um. Um, I'm looking for uh, like keywords, uh, specifically like black mithril and uh, and abjuration magic. Hmm. Okay. Give me an investigation roll. Okay. 
plus two to this. Uh, 14. 14. Poking around with your uh, blood specter helpers. Your inspectors, if you will. Uh, <laughs> you begin researching means of transplanar travel. And specifically looking into the the safety mechanisms folks use to try to ensure that they do so without any negative effects by focusing on specific abjuration magics you learn a little bit about what it takes to create a planar gate not like the ins and outs of it but you learn that there is a lot of abjuration abjuration magic involved in creating a stable planar gate that is useful as opposed to just an open planar gate where anyone can walk back and forth and you can't control it you learn that there are rituals long intense days weeks long rituals involved in creating gates to other realms that are not just limited to the outer and inner and material planes. You find research regarding realms that there are some particular pages that you may avoid because you see that there are strange writings in like the margins of paragraphs that like if you took too long to read them might require a sanity roll and you could absolutely read those if you want to. No, I don't think it's going to be what I'm looking for. You find a couple references to Black Mithril. They mostly boil down to a single slim volume that is called The Gate and the Key. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And it is about utilizing the powers of an entity called Yog sothoth Uh-oh. <laughs> and apparently there is a ritual involved in allowing this entity to transport you throughout the multiverse that involves forging a key out of black mithril. Lovely. Really, just great. The ritual does involve finding enough black mithril to forge this key, and the forging process itself is detailed in gruesome detail. Apparently there is uh, a couple of sentient being sacrifices involved. You need to cool the heated metal in blood. It is not a nice thing but it no. is something you find. Lovely. Really. Just great. Love it so much. And while you're researching that particular, while you're like flipping through that particular book and kind of becoming revolted by its mere concepts, for the first time in a while, you really get the sense that Mott is nearby. He's always close. He's always lurking within this dream place. But 
When you glance up from this book, you see the hunched form at the edge of a stack, its luminous green eyes staring at you from the distance. Did you want something? Shake the book, Adam. I'm like, this? Important? Not important? Am I on the right track? This is how Grawl deals with gods now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mott has made it very clear that he is not a god. <sighs> Lovely. Oh, I, I, I get the feeling this is important. Yog. Blah, blah, blah. That one thing. He's just standing there. It's just standing there. Just kind it of just watching. just stands there watching. And eventually lets out a, a low hiss. And it will kind of vanish behind around a corner. Always a pleasure. Starts talking to himself. Man, being a warlock sometimes, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And you're speaking to yourself, and just to, off to the side, there's the, the bloody swirling form of one of your specters who's just staring. I'm... Sorry. Can you does, do you understand that I'm sorry that this happened? I didn't. It doesn't say anything. All right. Cool. Fun time in here. <laughs> Lots of good conversation. It is a library. I understand that. I'm talking to myself at this point. But yeah, over the course of the night, you a little bit more research, you learn that there are apparently a great many ways of traveling between planes, and that each one of them has different means of safety protocols. Uh, you don't exactly learn the exactitudes of each of them. Apparently there are crazy ships called spelljammers that uh, produce their own intrinsic defense field of some kind, based on an object called the helm. There is uh, portals that apparently just instantaneously travel from place to place. There are uh, permanent gates. There are spells that people can learn to get them from point A to point B, so long as they're on different <laughs> points of reality. But yeah, each one has its own little defensive mechanism, but none of it's particularly useful. Okay. Yeah, and cool. that is what you learn. Other than that, the rest of you get a good night's rest, unless there's anything in the, the night you wish to get up to. Get yourself a long rest. Uh, Sid, you finally lose that uh, piece of exhaustion you've been carrying around. And you awake on the 13th of So. And Cherish apparently has a checklist. Yes, I have a checklist. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, I should eat first. That's the first thing on the checklist. Actually, the first thing on the checklist is wake up. Did that. 
Um, and eat, and then I guess I mean Shadoran basically said like just say my name and I'll be there. She said, "Say my name, and I will know that you said it, and come as quick as I can." Okay, that's yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think she just sort of like gets up definitely before the place opens, like, and then at like I don't know nine thirty goes out to sit in the front where it's all like nice outside, and just say like, "Hey, Shadorin, uh, I need your help." And then just sort of sit and wait. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, does Blizz come down? And keep in mind that Tirza is an uh, early wake-up girl. That's her name. Um, mm-hmm. Does Blizz come down at all in the morning? Uh, he... If you're up first thing in the morning, which Tirza usually is, you will notice that he does come down uh, early to leave a note on the table that just says you can get breakfast upstairs. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, I will. Okay. He will see you upon coming down there and give you a, a greeting. Um, I'll greet him uh, I'll actually. I have a. I have a question. If yeah. you're, if you're working all day at the, the Hall of Wonder, well, do not all day, but generally I work the swing shift. Are there other teachers who, who help with that, or do you just do it all yourself? With training rift keepers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's more than just me. I'm I just keep the house mostly. Oh. There's members of House Lydon, there's the senior rift keepers. You were just like, no one is a rift keeper until I say so. So I just I wasn't sure. I'd like to think of myself as one of the senior rift keepers, yeah. I sorry, I didn't I didn't mean that as an insult. I just I was just wondering. Um, there ain't exactly a hierarchy among us. Okay, I I just wondered if I guess if, unless except for the old mage, I guess she's on the top technically. Right. Um, is Judah in training currently, or is he just? He's another one who I guess we're just handing out watches willy nilly now. Used to mean something. I don't think that's fair. I... No. No, I mean, we closed two rifts before we got one watch. I mean. Well, that's wonderful, but I don't think he's closed single rift. His big claim to fame is what? Like... Being dragged away by the scary whatever witch four times? No, Five times? Something like something like that. I, I mean, I don't know. He don't be mean to Judah. <laughs> um, I got nothing against the kid. He's certainly the brightest Minotaur I've ever met. But I don't know. I, yeah, I guess he's in training. 
I, I just I I wonder Honestly, if Honestly, I don't think maybe... he's got a good grasp on the whole magic thing. Yeah, I mean Welcome to the club. <laughs> um I just wondered if maybe while we're we're waiting to figure things out, we could sit in and, and like I was saying last night, learn what we can. Look, if you want to get the basics, we could probably cover some of that. I'm just saying this this is an art. It's not a I mean there's some science to it too, but it is all it's a lot about feeling and being able to do it. And right. I mean, y'all have been tested, apparently, and that's great. You've got a hang of this, I guess. And maybe I can put that to the test later today, if you're willing. I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I, I would be interested. It would be nice to, like Cherish said, go into this with some But Judah and Honestly, I'm shocked Etsuko got as far as she did. Both of them, they got too much fear in them. Tears are just like... Tiny little, look. like, two and a half foot gnome. Yeah. Yeah, weird. That's weird. Cherish would be so good at being a rift keeper. <laughs> Danger. Uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody who jumps... Carelessly into into the line of fire. <laughs> Me and my fifty six hit points will be fine. <laughs> um. But yeah, if you want to sit in on some lessons, sure. Great. Thank thank you. Um. I appreciate it. First lessons at noon, then. Okay, I'll I'll be there. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? Does well, I mean, eventually, I assume we all wake up. Um, does Tirza inform the rest of the group? Uh, oh yeah, the plans. Great. I think Sid is going to jump in on that as well. Cool. Yeah, I think I think maybe this is before Cherish leaves, but I think she's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be back by noon. So I'll I'll just catch up when I can. Okay. Tears is like I have to take notes for Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what are you gonna do today, Grawl? Uh, I mean, Grawl wants to go to Duskwalker. He has some incense to buy. Oh, fair enough. Okay. We could all go to Duskwalker before. That's fine by me. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll go with. All right. I mean, I spent all night talking to myself, so the company is welcome. You spent all night? You didn't stuff. sleep? I mean, yeah. Oh, library. oh, library. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, because I, I want to go to Duskwalker too, but, like, I, ha I have the pendant. Like, I'm taking that with me to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're all going? Later? Later? Oh, wait. I thought we were... Okay. So, it's... So, when are we, when are we going to Duskwalker? Um, I mean, I think Whoever that... has the bag of holding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going. Seriously, 
Because I like I I don't know what time everyone gets up, but like Cherish goes and like like summons uh, Shadoran at like nine thirty. Right, and Tirzo is definitely up before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Grawl would be up too because okay. just keeping with the watch, the way the watch works, he's up first. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, well we can go to Duskwalker later. That also works. Yeah, I mean if that if that's all right for you, Grawl. That's fine. Okay. Cool. I have no schedule to adhere to. Mm. Uh, Until 12 o'clock, I might go look at the park. <laughs> Just look at it. <laughs> I hear tell this is where the, this is the place where the fun happens. <laughs> okay, so uh, the rest of you have a pretty lazy morning then while Cherish goes off to meet with some of Sid's family members? For business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? I don't know why that makes it better, but yeah. <laughs> Simply establishing events here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Etsuko is kind of just hanging out. Arbidon uh, definitely wants to get out into the city a little bit. Uh, it's been a long time since he's been, he's been to Fair Ames here, so he wants to get out and see the sights. Uh, keep it low-key, of course. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, yeah. what happens to lying low? Yeah. And you say that to the Minotaur Barbarian, and he's just like, I can keep it stealthy, alright? Uh, I don't believe you, but... You know, Stealth cow. Tirza, like, looks all the way up at his, like, hugeness. It's like, I... I am the picture of subtlety. Nothing matters anymore, so whatever. Can cronk. And uh, <laughs> Canaeus is just going to hang out upstairs. He like he's digging the he's getting to dig the vibe of this place. Cool. Rubs off on everyone. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Cherish. When you say Shadoran's name, eventually there is. Uh, a beat where you're just kind of just like waiting around and nothing happens and nothing happens and about 10 minutes goes by and then about 100 yards away over at the little deck that where you first entered this large voluminous empty space that contains the Hall of Wonder on a floating island you see the door open up and an elvish woman will stride through and you see her just not even breaking stride, she will continue walking, and eventually her feet leave the edge of the platform, at which point she begins flying, and she just flies straight towards you. Oh, uh... I mean, we need to go back over there anyway. You didn't have to come all the way over here. Um, It is no problem. What can I help you with? Well, uh, I was wondering if I could meet with Suoran today, and... And I'd also like to speak with um, Liv Alfier if, if, you know, right, like, depending on their schedules. I can arrange a meeting with Sue Oren. I am his steward, after all. The schedule of um, Liv Alfier, it eludes me at the moment, but I can discover her whereabouts today. Okay. And she will say, do you wish to go now? 
if that's possible, yeah, I- I'm all ready to go. And she will pause and stare upwards, and you see her eyes kind of going milky for a second, and she'll say, Yes, I believe Master Sue Oren will have time to speak with you if we move quickly. Okay. And she will gesture towards the lip of the island and begin moving towards it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I can fly as well, so that's no problem. Okay, good. <laughs> Wasting a first level spell slot on, no, a hundred yards, that's fine. Um, <laughs> whatever, didn't need it. And this elf doesn't think anything of it as she begins to fly as well, and zips across this space. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep flying for the ten minutes. <laughs> Subtle. Just make it worth it. <laughs> yeah, make it worth it. And, uh... Just, like, hover five inches above the ground. <laughs> Shadorn will lead you back towards the... the Lyodon estate. And, again, you're struck by the magnificence of Fair Ames here. Especially in the early morning light, it seems to catch the the warm morning light of spring and diffuse it throughout the entire crystalline structures of the city. Moving through the winding pathways of the city, you are now really struck by just how vertical this place is. As I described before, all of the buildings here resemble massive trees to a certain extent, but there's definitely a constructed quality to them in the same way that elvish architecture that you've seen in Stormhaven has that thing where it, like, it looks like it's a house that grew. And these look mm-hmm. like trees that were then grown into also having buildings like lodged in them. Yeah. But made out of crystal with veins of wood and stone running through it in every mm-hmm. which direction. The pathways you're moving down and across are branches that have been flattened on their top and turned into roads and thoroughfares that crisscross and go up and down and across. Uh, But there are definitely locations here and there that you see in the city that are only accessible via the means of flight. And that does not seem to be an issue necessarily here in the city, though. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you are led up and over. Uh, You are clearly in one of the richer parts of the city. Uh, The Halls of Wonder are on the edge of this district, but you're sort of beginning to get a feel for just how the city is split, and it is via uh, horizontal slices within the verticality. Yeah, that makes sense. So, the Halls of Wonder is somewhere near a, like, tenth floor space, and the Lyodon Estate is somewhere near the twelfth floor. And you can tell that there are a couple levels above the Lyodon Estate, um, like, this is not necessarily the, uh, poorest part of town. It's not necessarily the most grand, though. The grandest pieces of the city are definitely in the very tops of these strange trees. Now, what is up there, you have really no idea. Probably some fancy party. Probably some fancy party. Mm-hmm. Um... But compared to some of the other buildings you see, you're beginning to get a grasp that the Lyodon estate is fairly modest by comparison to, like, you're mm-hmm. glancing up towards some of the, the larger uh, protrusions out of these trees, and you can see that there are some truly humongous buildings up there. There yeah. 
is what, like, you're pretty sure cupped into two, like, growing branches of trees that grow into a circular is a whole stadium that is just resting like an enormous bird's nest in the, the near the tops of these trees. Yo! This place is so cool. Visually. It probably has some socioeconomic issues that, you know, I don't fully grasp yet, but <laughs> aesthetically dope as hell. Uh, and yeah, eventually you are led back to house uh, Lydon. Give me a perception check while you're moving. Yeah, that makes sense. Fourteen. Fourteen. You are distinctly aware of the fact that there appears to be no other tieflings in this city. Yeah. You stand out a little bit. And not just because yeah, you're purple. Got, not just because I'm purple. I got horns. I got a tail. Because there are other purple people here, you see. Yeah. In the form of Janasi. Yeah. Are there Ooh. purple people here? Yeah, I was going to say, there aren't any purple people eaters, right? Cause, like, you don't know. I'm in trouble. Technically, it's not cannibalism. Um. This is true. <laughs> but, like, it's a predator. <laughs> I am the prey. <laughs> you think those griffins could probably uh, do a number on you if you la allowed them I mean, to, but... anything could be a purple people eater if it's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the ancient truths. <laughs> Off-spoken off about in mm -hmm. the halls of academia. Yes. It is known. This it is, is known. known. Uh, so yeah, you're just very aware of that fact as you're moving. Yeah. And eventually you do make it back to House Lyodon, uh, coming through the, the massive double doors into the, the grand entrance hall where you found yourselves yesterday. You are led upstairs, as opposed to downstairs, where that's the only thing you'd seen of this house so far. Mm -hmm. And you are led off into the eastern wing of the house. And you pass through several... They almost look like houses within the house. There are clearly sections of this house that belong to individuals and they have like molded and shaped these corners of the home to suit their needs. Mm -hmm. And I say that because you pass through a particular branch of this house that is clearly for a teenage girl. Um... There is a door that says, uh, with a, a big sign that, like, is clearly an after, uh, thought of, like, Angie's room, keep out. Oh. oh that cute. hurts. That hurts. I love her so much, you guys. Uh, and from nearby, you can hear a... A rattle of steel as you're walking through this section of the house, and you pass by an open archway that opens up into a courtyard that appears to just be open to the sky. Though you didn't see any balconies when you entered this home from the outside, but it appears to be open Magic. to the the sky and the rest of how of Fair Ames here. And you can, as you're walking past, you catch a glance inside, and you can see a young girl facing off with a sword against an older woman wielding a glaive and she will, the person with the glaive will flick the sword out of the young girl's hand and then she'll curse and say, well, you're dead. How does that feel? Mom. And that's just a little glimpse you see as you are striding past. 
there's like a a second hand pang of like I don't even know what the emotion is on we perhaps <laughs> like on Sid's behalf mm. and there's in that brief moment you feel like the reason the girl's dis- attention was pulled away from the fight was because sh- the purple person walking past the door <laughs> I'm purple I got horns and a tail my skin glows gold in the sunlight it's fine I get mm-hmm. it uh, but her eyes definitely track you as you move past, and then she is scrambling to get her sword as you're moving away. As you're walking down the halls, eventually you pass several utilitarian-looking rooms. There is clearly some kind of um, meeting room that you pass by, and there is a a large, magically displayed map of Fair Ames here, hovering above what looks like a work table. And you see a large portrait on the far wall of a stately-looking half-elf or a high-elf who is just, like, staring imperiously into the middle distance. And you don't recognize uh, this person. Do they have, like, vague hints of Sid in there? Mm-hmm. But it's not one of the portraits you recognize from yesterday. Yeah. It's probably that asshole one. Um, as you're walking down the halls, though, you are led farther and farther, and eventually another person is approaching from the opposite direction. And you see an Aladrin woman. She is in the turn of spring. She has bright green skin. Her hair is a shining golden color, like the color of daffodils. Her eyes are this bright, bright, glowing pupilless green. And as you are passing, she will give you a a quizzical look, and she will say, Shadoran! And Shadoran will stop and turn and say, Yes, Mistress Livera. And this Eladrin will say, Who is this? Uh, hi, I'm Cherish. And Shadoran will say, Cherish is a guest of Master Suorn. And the Eladrin woman will arch an imperious eyebrow. She's wearing a, a long, like, stiff-looking dress with a high collar. It comes up just below her chin, uh, though she is uh, got sleeves that are rolled up past her elbow. And you can see she's wearing several rings, all of which definitely look magical. Mm-hmm. And she will say, Indeed, and did this guest arrive with... That crap heap of a dragon yesterday. Hey, that's my stupid... I don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) That is my crap heap. That is my crap heap dragon? Stepdad, thank you very much. (laughs) Cherish is a little, like, 
okay, like a very slight, like, that's not necessary face, but doesn't say anything. And Shadoran will say, you would have to ask Master Suorin, Mistress Livera. And the Aladrin woman will, hmm, and then turn and keep walking. Bye, your ladyship. And Shadoran will stay kind of like in a reserved half bow until she's out of sight. And she will straighten up and let out the, the tiniest little breath of relief that you can't help but hear. Um, are you, like, what, um, is she, like, kind of nasty? I mean, she is. Don't say it, the lady of the house has particular views. Lady of... Uh, Master Lucidian's wife, yes. Oh. Massive. Mm -hmm. okay. Massive vibes. Uh, mm -hmm. You're gonna love her, Sid. Oh, <laughs> and she's gonna love you. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> God. Okay. <sighs> wow. <laughs> um. That's gonna be real good. Real good. Good lord. That is a type. <laughs> <laughs> that is a type. Um, just, uh, I, I think as we're walking, uh, just out of curiosity, what, um, what title exactly? I, I know that, um, that, uh, it, it's different in, in, uh, Fae culture, but I guess what equivalent is Master Lucidian? Lord Lucidian, whatever, I don't know. Perhaps these are questions best suited for Master Sue Oren. She's oh, okay. so professional. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Cherish under her breath is like, because I'm technically a princess, and she wants to fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm, I'm, I'm a warlord. I mean, like, we've all got titles in our heads. <laughs> Well, um, well. Anyway, <laughs> only no, only Sid is, is yeah made up really. Yeah, this yeah. is true. <laughs> yeah. Look, anytime Cherish wants to claim that title, I'm yeah. sure there are <laughs> plenty like good... of people that would be happy about it. it. I mean, uh -huh. uh... if this bitch wants to step some more, then <laughs> it might happen. Mm -hmm. cool. Make Daddy so... proud. <laughs> Don't. Call him that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not daddy. <laughs> oh, he's very daddy. That's not true. We but all anyways, know that as uh, is daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost vomited my water out. Anyway, got a, got a little preview voice there. Um, so, Gross. I hate him. I already hate him. Anyway. Yeah, eventually you are led to a section of the house that looks as though it is a, a dedicated laboratory of some kind. Uh, there are, there is, you pass a section that is not a library, but definitely a place where there are like 
rows and rows of research journals that are probably handwritten. Um, you are pass a, uh, a bedroom, though it is fairly Spartan. Um, and each of these rooms doesn't have a door. They just have a, a curtain, most of which have been pulled aside. It seems as though whoever lives here doesn't have time for doors. They just need to, like, not That's break it. stride and keep walking from place to place. I oh my god. It's relatable. <laughs> and teenagers can't slam doors if there are none. <laughs> Although Angie does specifically have yes, a door. She, she does. would have a door. Exactly. Or slamming. The only door. <laughs> Hell yeah. Specifically installed. <laughs> so that it can be slammed. Yeah. Ron, what for your birthday? I would like a door, please. A, a door. And eventually you are led into what looks like a laboratory slash, you're not quite sure. Um, I mean, the only phrase that comes to mind is oraculum. This is an observatory, but it's an observatory of natural phenomena. It is, mm -hmm. it is meant to be used to change one's perspective to observe portions of the world or natural creatures it's it's it is a weird weird place this is so cool the general build of it is a small tunnel that you walk through to get to the center of it and suddenly you find yourself in a steep pit that is stadiumed off to the side with uh what looks like white marble Hovering above you are these huge spheres of different types of metal that is constantly like shifting, almost like a, a planetarium of sorts. And at the center of it, you see that standing on a platform of force is the old wizened high elf you'd met yesterday, Suorn. And he is, with one hand, moving magically some of the spheres around, and when they align themselves into a particular position, suddenly the dome above you reorients itself to show, you don't know what it's supposed to show, but what it eventually shows is just a... <laughs> something that frightens you to your very core, and that is a pure dome of blue-gray pearlescent color. Great! Oh. And he, cool. like, mumbles something to himself and waves a hand, and the spheres move, and the color disappears. Awesome. And Shadoran says, Master, Cherish is here to speak with you. And looking down from his platform, Suoran will say, Ah, uh, yes, yes. I'll be just a moment. And he waves another hand, and the spheres begin to just float freely and slowly orbit around each other, and then he will, with his right hand, push downward, and the platform he's on will slowly lower. And once he's down, he will say, Thank you, Shadoran. That will be all for now. And Shadoran will bow and exit the room. Good morning, young Cherish. How can I help you? Uh, good morning. Um, well, really quick, uh, what were you looking, trying to look at j just now? 
I was attempting to observe the outside world to get some grasp on, well, anywhere, honestly. The particulars of where I was looking were specifically like Quelio in this one instance, but it does not matter where I try to observe, it, it always produces the same result. Okay. Um, I, I just, it just looks, um, kind of familiar, so, uh, what? just the, the color of it, um. But how do you mean? Um, I'm one of the Threadless, right? Um, I don't know if you've heard the stories coming out of Stormhaven, that had been coming out of Stormhaven. Um. I'm vaguely cool. aware. It's just that when we went to wherever we were, there was kind of a similar blue-gray kind of thing. So it just was just vaguely kind of troubling for a second, but um, no worries. Do you know where it was you were going? Um, you're just so bad at subterfuge. Um, <laughs> it was. Well, the ethereal plane and the astral plane have, um, collided? Fascinating. And that is what- where you went? That's the th working theory. And you said that what, what I just produced is- I mean, it's just the kind of color that everything was. It, like, because what he was showing, like, what he was, it was just, like, a whole, like, a, a yeah. just a basically blue screen of death, but in this case, the blue-gray screen of death. Hmm. Yeah. Great. Cool. Crazy. Whatever. Who knows? Um, <laughs> gotta take the red pill, mm -hmm. uh, I think. Um, I never actually seen the Matrix. <laughs> what the? Uh, what? Really? Yeah, really? Seen them. Never actually seen the Matrix. I just you yeah, should. Have okay. Time really out on the podcast, Elliot. Go watch the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Cancel the show. Go do that. <laughs> watch the sorry, first one. I, wa I watched Animatrix, and that's very good. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> it gives a lot of context. Certainly. Okay, yeah. that was like a thousand years ago. Anyway. False. Anyway. Anyway, all that all notwithstanding, I you. Shadoran made it seem like you have a pretty busy day. Um, I'm just wondering if um, you know uh, any wizards who focus on or specialize in abjuration magic who are maybe in like Realmscar thing that would be probably You need a abjuration specialist. I'm assuming this has something to do with your attempts at replicating that amulet then. Yeah. Hmm. I might know someone, and he will sweep past you in a very officious way and kind of move down the hallway towards another of these rooms. And he kind of just moves with the air of he expects you to follow. You don't think it's necessarily trying to be rude, but he's used to a certain amount of imperious gallivanting. Yeah. Cherish will kind of go like, okay, but follows him anyway. And he will move over towards a uh, another room that appears to be a uh, small little study. 
and he will move about and uh, bring over a, a small gemstone that he will place on the table and wave his hand over, and it begins to display a registry list of some kind. Mm-hmm. And he rolls down and says, Ah, yes, here we are. Uh, you might be able to use the services of an Ian show no an Ian Sonoran. Oh, you spell that for me. A H N A apostrophe A I E N. And so Norin is S-O apostrophe N-O-R-A-N. Okay, perfect. They are one of our wardsmiths. They are uh, particularly involved in the uh, maintaining and the use of the wards that are currently protecting the city. Oh, okay. Um... They are not a member of the Rift Keepers, but they are aware of the organization's function. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I assume they're, they're fairly busy. Um, I don't, is there, like, I'm not sure how to get into contact with them. Of course. Uh, um, and he'll that. move over and he'll pull out a piece of paper and begin writing. I'll grant you a letter of introduction, be able to at least get you through the door with House light on seal, you should be able to go through most uh, of the official channels quite easily. Oh, okay. And, um, does Shadora know where they live, or...? Uh, you will find them at the, uh... Most likely, you will find them down in the Crystal Forges. Okay. It is at the bottom level of the city. It is uh, the root of the city's power. All right. Excellent. Um, thank you so much. Of course. Uh, and if I could, I hope it is not too much of an imposition. Uh, my younger brother, I believe he did that. He stormed out of a council meeting yesterday after receiving word from Darren Dunn. I'm not quite sure what was said, but he left in a hurry, and I can assume certain things. Um. It has caused a bit of a stir within the city. Yeah. That. Mm. Mm. <laughs> They didn't try a... to kill each other, at the very least. No. Well, that's something. Yeah. Um, I think most of the wounds were emotional and psychological. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Um, does... Does the lady at the house know that stuff? If she doesn't yet, she soon will. Mm. Well, I don't mean this to sound like I'm being a bitch, but have fun with that conversation. 
Yikes. <laughs> a Venfeyan is not something new to House Lyodon. Rest assured it will be dealt with properly. Okay. Well? As for the ins and outs of that, I leave that to my brother. Fair enough. Uh, well, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm suddenly incredibly uncomfortable, so I'm going to leave you to whatever you were doing. <laughs> Very well. Uh, give my best to Anne-Ian. And, uh, perhaps don't mention the... Don't mention my nephew to them. Uh, okay. Much obliged. I wasn't, you know, planning on it. I'm not really sure how it would come up. Well, Anne is the brother of the lady of the house, so... Oh, great! That's excellent. Cool. What a cool day I'm gonna have. Um... I assure you, he is the finest wardsmith in the city. All right. Well, that's it's all fine. I'm here for business. We just need to figure this out and get out and fix the rift and go south. That's all we need to do. Best of luck with that. Yeah. Well, thank you for your help, and I will maybe see you at some point. Here to help if you need it. And, uh, almost as if magically, Shadorn will reappear at the door. Almost as if. Almost as almost. if. <laughs> it's butler magic. It's just that, that kind of magic where, like, they know how to appear. Yeah. They just it's a little know. Bit magic. They just know. Um. We call okay. it Alfred Amancy. Mm hmm. <laughs> um. Uh, all right. Uh, is so. Um, is uh, Levelfier in the house, or is there? Uh, I I don't mind waiting. Um. I have checked up on Master Levelfier. They are currently at the Mixarium, where they are about their daily work. Okay. You could visit them there. Though I would recommend making a an appointment first. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, no problem. I know uh, everyone's busy. I don't, you know, we just sort of popped in, kind of an imposition. I can facilitate this and inform you as to the proper time and place of this appointment at your leisure. Uh, okay. Will it be soon or? Is it going to have to be, like, way later today, or...? I cannot say for sure. It will depend on Master Lee Valfier's schedule. Oh, okay. I have to go, I mean, all the way to the bottom of the tree anyway, uh, I guess. Can do that while waiting. Indeed. So do you go do that? Um, I mean, I guess I'll ask Shadorn, like, how much time is it going to take to get down to, um, 
on Ayn, on, on, uh, uh, you know. An Ayn Sonoran? An Ayn Sonoran. I don't know why that was so difficult. <laughs> uh, you, you were told that they are down in some place called the Crystal Forges. Yes. Uh, the Crystal Forges are not only at the bottom of the city, they are below the city. Okay. Um, apparently it is some kind of industrial complex that facilitates the growth and powering of the city in some way. That's cool. Damn. And how long it takes to get down there kind of depends on your mode of travel. Uh, there's a very quick yeah. way down there. Is it falling? <laughs> it's falling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just... <laughs> a good conversation is it falling yes it's falling yeah it's about what i thought um walking uh, it'll take the probably three hours i mean it, do you guys have like a sitting room and and you know maybe if you could check in with um leave althea and you know get back to me about when there, when you know, there's an opening, and then maybe I could decide what I'm going to do from there. Yes, that is acceptable. I will take you to one of the general sitting rooms. Thank you. Of course, and they lead you to a small parlor that is just off the uh, main entryway, opposite the antechamber where the uh, the portal ring was. Mm -hmm. And you are left to wait. Meanwhile, Tirza, Grawl, Sid, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are you doing with your <laughs> afternoon slash morning? Um, um, we had 45 minutes to come up with something. <laughs> we did nothing. And we sat we, here like a tent of children and listened to the not. story. <laughs> it's not my fault it was so engaging. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good job, Mike. <laughs> Don't blame me for this. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I, I wasn't kidding. I do think the Tirza goes up to, like, just kind of poke around the Hall of Wonders. Okay. Which, also, I've been watching Arrested Development, so every time I or anyone else says wonder, I just hear Ben Stiller going, did someone say wonder? <laughs> appearing. Well, and that would happen if you said it upstairs, uh, <laughs> because that's what Fizzle Nozzle does when he is working. Um, oh, good. <laughs> he turns into Ben Stiller. And <laughs> He's like a <laughs> tiny, magical Ben Stiller. Yep. Aww. Um. So, yeah, I mean... I I would like to just like explore kind of the area around um our name for where we were. It's like an inn. The or, Hall of Wonder. But I mean like the oh, is that specifically this building? The yeah. Hall of Wonder is apparently the whole building and the island. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I mean if I if I could just explore kind of the the area right around the actual Hall of Wonder building. Okay. Yeah. So Tears goes to do that. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll join you. Um, Hell maybe yeah. in maybe in disguise. I don't know. Well, are you in disguise? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. It's, I'm just yeah. there's no Schrodinger's disguise. It's either yes or no. 
depending it, on whether or not we run into somebody important. No, um, <laughs> but then you can do a dramatic reveal. That's true. You you understand. Um, yeah, put on the bucket hat. Hmm. Who do I want? I mean, Jeffathy is a good is a good. Jeffathy is a good. He is a he good. Is the best. <laughs> He's not a good. He's the best. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> okay, so you just want to go poking around the uh, the halls of wonder? Yeah, I mean, you know, if Tirza sort of finds her way to the Wacka Goblin stands, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Okay, uh, Grawl, what are you doing? Uh, I have more like reading to do. <laughs> okay. What is your line Until of research? It's time for, uh, I does Grawl does Grawl know about the Living Gate? I mean, it, it's been mentioned it's, to Grawl. Yeah, you know, okay. it had something to do with the last words of one Jeremiah Payne. Okay, that's about all we know, though. Okay, I want to see if I can find anything in here about that. Interesting. Uh, okay, give me an investigation so. check at disadvantage. Oh, Great. Cool. It. Already got a minus one to this. Wait. Here's is always just conveniently oh, it's not gone. getting much worse than that. <laughs> not getting much worse than that. Okay, it's a two. Oh, excellent. Um, it could yeah. get worse than that. I mean, I got a three, and I have a minus one to investigation rolls. <laughs> so my other one was a nineteen, and I'm mad. <laughs> um, yeah, you're poking around, poking through these books, and nothing's really jumping out at you. And eventually, as you do, Judah will come over and say, uh, looking for anything specific? I mean, yes, but also I'm bad at it, apparently. Uh, um, maybe I can help? All right. In your months here, have you come across anything called the Living Gate? Hmm. Odd. It's, huh, very familiar. But, hmm. It's not here, though. And Judah's getting this really weird, faraway look in his eyes. Eventually, he'll shake his big bully head and look back up at you and say, It's a feeling. Uh, intuition. A memory, but a memory I haven't had yet. If that makes any sense. Fair enough. It's... Something to do with the Jarashir. I mean, I can see that. Oh, I don't know. That's they keep secrets about things, and it's weird. I don't know. Do they? Like what? I don't know. I I would assume that they do. Oh, I don't know a whole lot about things, so. You know, sorry, I couldn't be more helpful. 
That's okay. Yeah, and so as Sid and Tirza go wandering about the Hall of Wonders, you are struck by just how intricate a lot of the games are in and around this place. They seem to be they seem to have been lovingly crafted by someone who is very diligent and very uh, experienced at the craft of magical artifice. There is a simplicity and a a sturdiness to these machines that, while they are meant to be just like devices of children's games, there's still something inherently like magical and there's a, a supreme amount of craft that went into these things. Despite their function. Nice. Uh, and we, we can assume that it is, in fact, Fizzle Nozzle. I mean, he said he was interested in artifice. Yeah, mm -hmm. seems to be the case. Um, and Tirza, as soon as you start investigating these things, you get a sense of very acute curiosity coming off of Sadhikar. Yeah, bud. I didn't do this on accident. <laughs> uh, yeah, about anything in particular or just in general? He is very fascinated about the idea of the fusion of magic with technology. The idea <laughs> that something can function mechanically because of magic. He finds that idea intriguing and captivating. That it's not the it's not magic that you're hitting when you play Whack a Goblin. You're hitting the goblins that are popping up from these little holes. But mm -hmm. what's driving those little goblins is magic. Yeah. Hmm. And as you're poking around, you're seeing that there are a few other people in and around the inn here. Um, there are some people who are down in the inn proper and yet they haven't like opened up for restaurant business per se, but these are clearly regulars or people who are staying here who are just making use of the, the restaurant slash bar that's downstairs. No one's really like playing games. There's no packs of children running around, but, um, you see that there are a couple of other gnomes, some elves, uh, one human and, uh, surprisingly enough, another tiefling here. Hmm. Oh, this Missed one with uh, bright, like, pink crimson skin and horns that come out just on the sides of their heads in, like, an L shape going up. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm gonna play a game. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, you wanna play Wacky Goblin? I, I do. Okay. Um, give me a... Roll is there like a little is there like a little readout that says like Arbidon high score? <laughs> uh no, but uh there is a high score listed by like little tallying like flipping uh cards that appear on the top of it. Um mm -hmm. but someone has clearly carved uh arb on the side of uh the machine. Nice. <laughs> as soon as you beat it, he's going to feel it like a disturbance in the force. <laughs> Someone close to him has just passed away. 
but it <laughs> but it's to the point where it's like okay so if anyone else got the high score it would still say his name next to it yeah <laughs> nice trying to figure out how i can turn arb into tcb <laughs> uh, <carving>. but <laughs> roll me 3d6 Come on, Ozzy to hawk a die. I use his powers wisely. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <sighs> Only an 11. Well, no, no. What are the three individual titles? We're playing a minigame right now. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Uh, 614. 614. Okay. Now, uh, what is your hit die? D10, yes? Uh, yeah. Okay. Roll me 3D10 and... Uh, for every one that is over one of those die rolls that you just did, you hit a goblin. Okay. I don't know if I have a deep end. Well, it's okay. I, just... I do. I have a thousand. <laughs> um, does matching count? Uh, matching does count. Okay, then all three of them. Okay. There's I a, got one, three, eight. When the goblin head comes up, it goes, <laughs> and then you just whack it with the hammer, and it goes, <laughs> and goes back down. Yes, I love this game. And you see uh, one of the little cards go flip, 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 and it goes for three. And it seems like the game will keep going until you miss a goblin. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again. So your high score is three right now. Mm-hmm. Sid, what are you doing while this is going on? Uh, I think he's not really... He's sort of um, try, not really paying attention, just kind of looking around. Uh, he might just get bored um, mm-hmm. and just <laughs> by this, off. By this children's game? Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you wander I got off. three more. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think. So, I do. Olivia, you keep rolling until you miss one, and you cool, let yeah. me know what your high score is. Okay. <laughs> So, Sid, you wander off. Yeah. Do you have any particular destination in mind? Uh, I guess might want to just take a, a another look at Seer, like proper. Um, so I might step out of the building. Okay. Uh, so you yeah. take the the air gondola and yeah, get back out into Seer? Yeah. Okay. Um, anywhere in particular you're looking to go? Well, I have a pocket watch, so I can at least keep track of time, um, but uh, I guess I just want to sort of scope out what's in the like immediate area of fair aims here. Okay. Uh, on this section of the city, uh, like I said, it's a higher income level for sure, though you're not even quite sure what the income disparity is in fair aims here. If there True. even is one. I've pretty much only seen this part of Farium's here. So. Yeah. Um, so there are, like I said, the buildings here are all pretty uniform on the surface. It's only once you get close that you notice the differences. Once you're glancing inside of a building, you can see the, the, the shifting and changing and the extreme differences in architecture that come from people willing their 
buildings into existence within the superstructure of Fair Ames here. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a survival check. Sure. Well, that's my survival. Yeah. And I have a small chart here based on a city wandering. City wandering. Oh, hey, that's pretty good. Uh, 21. 21, okay. Um, you find your way eventually to what looks like a plaza that is just suspended in the air about eight stories up. Your feet kind of just follow you there because all of the roads in this area sort of wind down in that direction in a mm-hmm. off-spiral pattern. And you see this plaza before you actually get there, and it catches your eye because there is this immense statue at the center of it mm-hmm. that is very reminiscent to the the statues of the five primals that you've known your entire life in Stormhaven. Yeah. They're not as big, but they have similar indistinct features. And as you're winding your way down into this central plaza that's like I said, it's like a suspended platform that's just being held up by the curving branch causeways of this tree city. And once you're in the plaza proper, you can see that the ground beneath your feet goes from the crystalline boughs that you've been walking on and gives way to these mosaic pattern tiles that you can't even quite make out what they're trying to depict from your position. It seems like this is almost meant to be seen from a flying position above. Mm. But what you know is that it spirals slowly inward and you see vague shapes and there's definitely figures that are reminiscent of elves, but not quite the same. There is depictions of some kind of glowing forest. You can't quite make out the whole thing, but it's all leading towards these statues at the center. And they are statues of elves that are back-to-back. And there are six of them in total. Mm -hmm. And as you approach these statues, you see that there is a name etched into the stone beneath each statue. These statues are made of what look like very fine, smooth granite. What are the names? The first you see is Urvalan, then Wen Eol, Talcanus, Sonoran, Lyadon, and finally Arkantol. Hmm. Is there like a is like is there a sign that sort of distinguishes the name of the plaza, or is it just sort of a a general hub. This place probably does have a name, but it doesn't state it anywhere. Hmm. Uh, There are plenty of other people around. This place is apparently a thoroughfare that leads to and from a lot of different locations. There are a couple of people who are stopping here, maybe for uh, a late breakfast, um, just like sitting near the the lip of the statues, sitting at their feet, um, because the statues are up on a raised dais that is lifted up from the main plaza itself. Um, all the statues are of vaguely elvish humanoids, all facing outward from each other, so all of their backs are to each other. And 
the statue that says Lyodon has a... Each of them has an outstretched hand of some kind, and in each outstretched hand there is some kind of object. House Lyodon has a strange combination of sextant and compass, the likes of which you've never seen before. Uh, House Sonoran has a uh, uh, what is clearly some kind of wizard's tome or arcane text. Uh, House Talcanus has a uh, a long, thin bladed sword that is vaguely reminiscent of Stormpiercer. Honestly, hmm. it's like a, a wavy bladed scimitar. When Eol has a what looks like a mound of dirt with something growing out of it, like a, a, a small vine or plant. And uh, Ervalon has a scroll. The statue for Arkantol holds nothing. Does it look at all like Zenerva? Or no. is it impossible to... No. Each of these statues is absolutely indistinct. There's no, like, facial features, per se. Gotcha. Does it... Uh, I guess sort of listening around to people um, uh, just sort of walking by, um, do I pick up sort of interesting... Uh, I guess I'm just trying to... I'm not even sure what I'm trying to find, but like just trying to get a general sense of, of the people of the city, I guess. Um, what, what seems to be a common thing people are talking about? Um, are people talking about the plaza itself? Okay. Um, maybe anything about the sort of situation between is it to the other house? The Crescent Council anything uh give me an insight check uh that would be a 22 22 uh, listening around in this plaza there is a lot of chatter of people talking going about their daily business there's a there's a strong undercurrent of fear here though People are unsure about life in general. The, they've been trapped here for two months. There are people talking about how they're one of the members of the Corantianol just stormed out of the meeting hall yesterday, and no one's quite sure why. Uh, people saying back and forth that, like, was it a member of House Lydon? Was it a member of House Telcanus? No one's quite sure. Uh, there's people talking about, like, oh, another member of this family, uh, cracked and just walked straight out into the wilding. Apparently that's a thing that's been happening, is people just deciding they've had enough and just walking out into it. Um, there are people who are afraid, people who are just trying to go about their day. There are, uh, people here of all stripes. The one thing you do notice is that quite a few people are taking notice of you because you look like a human. It's true. There's the best no human, to be fair. Um, yeah. He is the best of us. Goddamn right. 
but that you definitely are drawing some looks. Well, Stormpiercer, I guess uh, this might not have been the best cover, huh? No, I do not think it was. All right, I'll go change in an alley somewhere, I guess. Um, and I try and go find somewhere uh, private. Um, so I look for, for something tucked away. Okay. Give uh, me a perception check. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty good. 28. Okay. As you are slipping into this alley, easy enough to find a little, like, alcove between two of these trees, you, uh, like, take the hat off briefly, wipe your hair a little bit, put it back on, so it kind of resets itself. Mm-hmm. And what f- new form do you choose? Um, I definitely want to look elven, um... No, 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 no. Uh, I want to look like Cesario. There are Genasi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cesario. As you assume this new form, you see that there is someone who has come to the edge of this little alcove and is staring in at you. I'm sorry, friend. Can I help you? And it's this indistinct figure in this big, long, voluminous robe with a mantle that falls down. And the robe, like, keeps going up so that it seems like it's just a sheet that's laid over somebody's head and then comes down to their shoulders and down. But there's clearly layered effects to this. And there's a strange mirrored mask where you think the face would be. Mm-hmm. And it's just blocking your exit from this alcove. This wide, tall figure, maybe seven feet tall, and the the cloak or robe or whatever it is falls to the ground. It doesn't actually have any distinct physiology. Can I help you? And it just stares silently, and you catch your own reflection in its mirrored face, looking like Cesario. And it will say, the dreams were bad before she died. Uh, I'm sorry, I I don't understand. In three days, the moon will be full. Is there... You're not making any sense, friend. Continuity will continue regardless of the thread. Who are you? And it turns and begins moving away. I follow. Okay. And as you follow, you come out into this alcove, and this thing is super hard not to see. It's this huge thing draped in a cloak or sheet or something. It's moving through the crowd, and takes a few steps, though now that you're watching it move, it doesn't really have a locomotion, it just sort of drifts forward. Mm. And Is it drawing attention from other people? Oh yeah, 100%. It... People are turning like, yeah. what the fuck is that thing? 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, I follow it. And as soon as you take a few steps after it, uh, it will vanish. There will be a strange rift will appear and it will just walk through and disappear. And people in the plaza will freak the F out. And I think it is there that we're going to take our break. <laughs> yeah. Good. And when we come back, I think we got to have some Rift Keeper lessons, right? Or talk yeah. to some Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Time, for, time for some lessons, everybody. Spe- speaking of, this entire scene has just been cut <laughs> cut with Tirza just like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Are you like foaming at the mouth? While you're <laughs> do we, do we have a high score, Tirza? Uh, the highest I got, and then clearly she got started getting frustrated because her scores went rapidly down, was uh, 23. 23 is our high score, and uh, <laughs> that is only half of what Arbidon has managed to do. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to be like a like a, a Wanda and Thanos rivalry that's building, <laughs> where like Tears is going to be like, you took everything from me. <laughs> and when we return, <sighs> we shall... <laughs> Bring that rivalry to a head, I'm sure. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about one of my favorite schools of magic, Abjuration. Now, you are probably asking yourself, but Omatep, why is Abjuration your favorite school of magic? Well, that comes down to one spell and one spell alone, my friends. Counterspell. Have a bolt of lightning coming straight at your face? Try a counterspell. Have a fireball about to blow up you and all of your friends? Try a counterspell. Heck, you cast counterspell at a high enough level, and you can stop practically any nasty business from coming into your face. And like all good spells, it is very satisfying to use it against your foes, but oh so terrible when it is used against you. Because that is sort of what abjuration magic is all about. Shutting things down, locking things up, protection and defense. It is not simply limited to saying nope to an enemy spellcaster. Abjuration magic can range from the minor spells such as Blade Ward or Resistance, all the way up to massive epic spells such as Invulnerability or Imprisonment. You ever wonder how they got that princess to sleep so long? Why don't you read up on the Imprisonment spell? And they say there are even higher-level abjuration magics, things used by entire civilizations and cults to defend their cities and ritualistic grounds. Some even say that the old mage herself uses such a spell to protect the valley from the madness that lurks outside of the storm wall. And, wouldn't you know it, there's a little bit of abjuration magic right here in Duskwalker Import and Export TM. In fact, every piece of plus one armor, ring or cloak of protection, or any old piece of gear that might give you a little bit of boost to your defense contains a good old dash of abjuration magic. So why not come on down and grab yourself some defensive gear? Eh? Come on, we have a wide range of products. Anybody? You know, it has been weirdly quiet here lately. Ah, anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had some discussions about what comes next. They had gallivanted about in some research, both here and elsewhere. 
and they had gone about some early morning business in the city of Fair Aimsir, all of which culminated in Tirza getting a mediocre score at Wacker Goblin. Mm. Yes. That was the important part, for mm. sure. I'd like to thank my fans. Definitely, that was the important part. And Sid being confronted by a strange robed thing in the central plaza of the city. That thing um, having disappeared into a ragged portal that was torn open just in front of it. I, I think Tirza <laughs> looks up from her from her game and goes like, "Oh God, fucking damn it!" <laughs> Where'd he go? One hour later. How <laughs> <laughs> so much later? Tell the old narrator come The fact that you didn't <laughs> notice until an hour later is on you. No. Um, uh, I guess I run back to the Hall of Wonders. Okay. Um, and uh, do I see Tirza? Yeah. Tirza's just like, how on earth do you get over thirty? Because <laughs> the goblins go like progressively faster as you go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey Tirza, uh, do you mind? Uh, can I talk to you? Um, Cesario is here for some reason. Oh yeah. Uh, Tirza, hey, it's me, Cesario, your best bud. <laughs> can what? I talk to you downstairs, please? <laughs> oh, but you know he's wearing a bucket is. hat. <laughs> yeah, but I'm wearing a bucket hat. Cesario would takes... never be caught dead in a bucket hat. It's it, very true. Keep his hair down. <laughs> it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, it does take Tirza a second. She's like, what? Uh, oh, oh, God, Sid. Okay. Um, yeah. What? What's going on? Where did you go? Oh, just went on a walk, stupid, you know? anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd feel more comfortable talking downstairs. Yeah, of course. Follow, I'll follow Okay. Uh, Kanaeus kind of like eyeballs you as you two are walking back to the rooms. Just says, everything okay? Had a had a weird run-in. Had a weird run-in. So, just wanted to discuss it r- really quickly. You uh, uh, Should I? I mean, I'm sure. And he'll point his drinks knowledge. and he'll be like, but I'm doing but you need some help? I mean, you, you could bring your drink, Kanaeus. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we go downstairs. Uh, Arbidon is nowhere to be seen, but Grawl, Etsuko, and Judah are downstairs doing research among the Planar Library. Okay, so we get down there, and it's like, uh, okay, so I was just walking around, just seeing sights. Nothing too serious, nothing too uh, eventful. Uh, and then some weirdo, like, cornered me in an alley, uh, and he had, actually... Uh, and I use the hat of disguise to try and make myself look like this figure, although it is this figure with a bucket hat on top of the hood, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, yeah. It kind of dampens the effect. It does a little bit. Does anybody recognize this figure when you minus try, the bucket hat? It doesn't work. What? That's so weird. Yeah. That's really That's weird. Bad. I can't transform into it. Uh, Okay, well, I guess I will just sort of tell them the weird cryptic things it said to me. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that was weird. I don't know. Does that mean anything to anybody? Uh, Judah says, well, the moon is going to be full in three days. I guess that's true. I who who was having bad dreams though? I'm I'm mm. Fuck. Yeah, I feel like that's not applicable to me anymore. That's that's old me. Um and Etsuko will say Was the last statement referring to something to do with the threadless, perhaps? That's kinda what I assumed. All right, run it back. What what specifically did he say in order? That's great. Um, Sid tries to remember everything. Give me an intelligence saving throw. Yeah, you have a plus two. Oh, good. Uh, Now I, which means I have a. Actually, what is my intelligence saving? Oh, it's not great. Oh, okay. Actually, that's pretty. Plus two. Let's try this. Oh, wow. I'm rolling really good tonight. Uh, That would be 17 plus 5 is 22. Okay. Uh, Yeah, he said uh, before the end she had bad dreams. The moon will be full in three days. And continuity will continue despite the lack of thread. She had bad dreams then. And no one can really make any sense of those things other than the completely factual statement it said in the middle. Yeah. Because, yes, on the 15th of so. There will be a full moon. Uh, and we're all gonna turn into werewolves. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh no! We're all screwed. <laughs> Is there a significance that we can think of to the moon being full in three days, or is there something? weird that's going to happen. Uh, Judah says, well, there's a local holiday that occurs every time there's a full moon. Yeah, what is that? It's uh, just a a day of worship for those who follow the way of Corellum. Okay. Are you super familiar with the lore of Corellum? Middlingly. Okay. Elvish God. They try to model themselves after his example. Okay. Okay. Uh, Anything about bad dreams? Did Corellan have bad dreams? Maybe. There are some who say that the the drow are the bad dreams of Corellan. Okay. But seems, seems racist. A bit, seems a bit. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm simply. Uh, I don't know. Oh, we're not blaming. No, you. I wasn't. <laughs> I was I just. Yeah, yeah. You're. I'm. I, I'm sorry, Sid. I don't know what it has to do with anything. Well, Sid, now you're like me. I know nothing. 
I think I was always, I don't think I ever knew anything. But now everyone else knows it. I think everybody else already knew it, Grawl. I'm (laughs) pretty sure. Do you remember when Cherish was doing a a PowerPoint presentation and Mm -hmm. the only thing I could think to do is draw a picture of a butt? Yeah. Nope, I would have remembered that. (laughs) uh... Oh, no, it was just me you showed the butt to. Oh, oh. Tirza, Sid, Grawl, give me perception check, please. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. You you don't want us to continue having this butt discussion. I mean, you can do that too. I just need to know sure. what your perception check is as well. The butt discussion. Butt discussion. Come on. Uh, no. uh, Sixteen. Fifteen for me. Nineteen. He's so good. He's so good. I, I have a plus ten. It's not that I'm good. <laughs> that expertise. Yeah, dog. Sid, as you're stammering a little bit, trying to figure out what was said, you get a sensation on the back of your neck as your hair stands on end. You're all sort of clustered around the meeting table at the bottom level of the sanctum, and you will turn at this sensation, and the figure is just standing on the opposite side of the room in the center of the training floor. Yeah, that one. That's what he looks like. They look Um... And everybody uh, will turn, and yeah, it's just this huge, seven-foot broad, tall figure in an immense cloak of some kind that comes down from the top of their head. There's a layered uh, effect near the shoulders as it goes from a dark, dark green through most of the body to this mantle around the shoulders is this deep, almost bruise-like purple with a mirrored steel plate where its head might be if there's a person underneath that. Right. Uh, Sid, you said that you already tried to talk to it and it didn't respond besides what you what it, it just said. said. Yeah, it just said yeah, what okay. I... And everyone turns and sees this thing, and Kaneas goes, whoa! And Etsuko sort of backs up a little bit. She scrambles over to a table to grab up her huge tome. And Judah kind of takes up a defensive stance in front of everybody. Draw my sword. How did it get down here? I'm also un... Picking up the shield from where it's... Yeah. Grawl doing anything? Uh, Grawl's going to, like, without standing up, he's still sitting at the, the table, but, like, his hand on the table, he's going to summon the great sword just flat on the table underneath his hand. Yeah. God. Cool. Knocking Too over. cool for this dude. I <laughs> just... Stats. No, no, no. Books he's go flying. no, he's cutting a There's book no one half. sitting next to him. Gaining so much knowledge. He knows how to make a good tomato bisque from cutting that one recipe book in half. Weird. <laughs> a red rune. And this thing just stands there. You're unsure if it's, ob- if it's observing all of you, or if it is even aware of the situation. But it doesn't, like, make a move towards any of us? It didn't make a move to get into this place, as far as you know. Right. Yeah. 
Can um, we help you? And as Grawl says that, it will shift slightly so that the mirrored surface of its face is looking at you, Grawl. And it will say, The two gods will clash over this one. Which one? And turn towards you. A deep pool under drooping willows. Oh. Uh. Lame, I want to know my future. Damn it. Me Which gods? The dragon is the root of this pain. Okay. That almost answers my question. Perfect. You mentioned two willows. Where is this? There is a table. On that table is a book. Within that book there are answers. Who are you? The city is wide and vast. Uncounted peoples. Easy to get lost. Uh, Sid, I don't know that it's. Does that uh, does that make Grawl think of the Dreamlands and seeing the city, uh, seeing Carcosa? I don't. I couldn't tell you what it makes Grawl think of. He's your character. I'm just curious. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm just like. Mm -hmm. If it reminds Grawl of that, then yes. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Why not? I'm just trying to remember if uh, Grawl remembers it. It being called like the city of like a thousand doors or something like that no the city of doors is something mm. else okay no that's a different thing too, yeah. <laughs> judah will take a step forward i don't believe it is actually responding to any of us that's what i was going to say yeah, I mean, yeah, mirror finish to the face, just reflecting stuff back at us. And it says, the cold chambers below contain an avenue towards darkness. Is this ringing any bells to anybody here? Everyone's kind of looking around at each other with a bit of a shocked expression. Canaeus especially is looking at this thing with something akin to fear, an expression you haven't really seen on his face before. Is it still looking at just Sid? No, it'll shift towards whoever's talking. Okay. What do we do? I don't... No, I don't... It doesn't look like it's gonna go away. Yeah. Silently, ever so silently, the knife ready. I'm gonna get in here. Probably teleport. I saw it teleport away in the street. Um... 
Do you have a name? The sanctum broken, the ritual undone. Maybe we should just keep talking, just so it keeps saying big things. It's fine. And Etsuko will come forward and start flipping through pages in her book. And eventually she will say, Whatever this thing is, it is not from here. I, I believe this is some form of outsider. Like far realm outsider? I, it would have more mouths and eyes if that were the case, I believe. Oh, God, it's not that then. From, perhaps from the plane that's, you know, encasing us. Perhaps. Though that seems to have a bit more of a natural bent than whatever this is. That is true. And it will say, an ending, but also a beginning. Um, uh, can... Oh, yeah, go, go ahead, Reed. <laughs> no, go. I'm, no. Yeah. I was going to say, Tirza, like, starts... Like starts around Judah and is like gonna walk up towards it shield still like gripped in hand okay and it doesn't do does it have any reaction it's just a big huge sack of cloth that's dripping down it's, it's so scary as you grow closer, you can start to catch your reflection within the mirrored mask. That is just a flat oval, oval surface that is reflecting the room around it. I don't really know what my... <laughs> I didn't think of a plan beyond this! Um... But... Can I? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna. Can I get? If I get up close enough to touch it, is it still kind of like? It's just looming frightened over of this you. thing. Seven feet tall, huge, wide, probably close to five feet wide. <laughs> this is like the dumb horror movie thing. Is there a way to like to like push aside some of the cloth? Do you want to? Oh god. I mean no, yes. I don't. I'm do terrified, it. but I'm gonna if you do don't it. do it, I will. Man, I, I'm really hoping kind of it's power that you know yeah. would let you maybe detect. I don't know, detect <laughs> something about this, yeah. but hmm. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. There's a big scary thing. <laughs> uh, Judah behind you says Tirza. Yeah, Tirza, don't Hey, Tirza, maybe before you touch it, is there some kind of weird, like, <laughs> hear, as Sid is saying it, I, I hear Cherish's voice in my head, like, oh, duh. I'll, I'll do it. I'll cast Detect Good and Evil. You sense a slight bit of disappointment coming from Sadagar. Um, I mean, I'm still probably going to touch it. <laughs> you detect evil and good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, um, or uh, sorry, sense. sorry, divine sense. Okay. Yeah. 
in that case, we've established before that uh, your divine sense can sense aberrations, yes? Oh, yeah, it can. Oh, oh, oh I'm right up close. Fun. And you get a big, <laughs> heaping taste of aberration from this thing. I mean, I guess I should have figured when Etsuko uh, said it was an outsider. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as I do this, I'm gonna... I'm going to touch it. I'm going to try to brush aside the cloth. And it's going to be nothing but mouths. <laughs> as Hell you yeah. attempt to push your hand through the cloth to push it aside, it will say in a ringing voice, when she dies, the serpent will be freed. And it will stare down at you with its mirrored face, catching your reflection. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Cool. Um... <laughs> Great. I love it. Um, that's not good. Hmm. Uh, uh, 14? And what? everybody sees Tirza just frozen in place just before she's about to touch this thing as her, as though her whole body is suddenly a statue. Um, there is a blue-gray sheen that covers her body suddenly. Oh, that's bad! <laughs> that's really bad. Uh, she looks I... like a frozen person in the astral uh, ethereal. Uh, I run up, uh, point my sword at it, and say, what did you do? Somewhere, Ozzy Dehaka is just, like, head in hands. Like, sh just you should have just fucking killed it. <laughs> Ozzy Tahaka is sitting there watching like a football game from a like a lazy boy with a bowl of popcorn and just like oh come flip, on flip the bowl of popcorn everywhere and like are you kidding me are you kidding me with this come on ref uh. in the background Shawaron is like stop messing up my house <laughs> and what do you say to it Sid uh, what did you do and it will say. A cycle, endless, unbroken. Uh, uh, return her to normal. N now. The gate, cracked, destroyed, forever gone. That's not good. <laughs> I am oh. going to attack it. Okay. That's what I would do. Sure. Uh, okay. Um, I leave for half a day. <laughs> Evil came to us, okay? We did not seek it out. I mean, technically, I did. Play whack -a -mole. And you're gonna attack it. Hey, Grawl's being good. He didn't even stand up. Girl, you're the only you're the only good one. You get a you get a star, Sid? a gold star. There was an attack ball, uh, I think. Yeah, nineteen. Nineteen hits. Okay. Um what am I rolling here? Just D eight? Yes. Okay. It's gonna be three plus four, seven. 
Uh, am I adding anything? Am I adding charisma bonus uh, modifier on that? Not yet. Stormpiercer really doesn't know about this thing. Yeah. So yeah, then it would just be uh, seven damage. Okay. Uh, it will let out a startled phrase as you slash at it, and it will say. Blades of ice, blades of fire, blades of steel, blades of the storm. Nice. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Yeah. Hey, Mike, how nice is this sitting room? It's real nice. <laughs> uh, Sid, you probably get a plus to your initiative. We'll see. Are you able to give a plus to it? Oh yeah, I guess that's a, that's the question, Mike. Yes, your aura still functions. Okay, good. Cool. So that would be, and that's a plus what? Uh, proficiency, so four. Oh, okay. Well, does everyone get that? No, it's only if you're in within ten feet of me. Uh... Sorry, bud. Should have stood up. <laughs> hey, I don't need to. I got a nat twenty. Oh dang. Yeah. So, so, 20 to 25? Yeah, that's oh, going to be yeah. me plus one. So uh, that's going to... So, I rolled a 17 plus uh, with the bonus 11, so that'll be a 28. <laughs> oh, shit. What the fuck? Uh, I also rolled a 17, so 22. <laughs> <laughs> Natural Sorry, girl. I, 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 I also want to roll initiative what just to see fuck? if I can get higher than <laughs> <laughs> No. It's okay, Reed. Reed, I'm going last. It's okay. <laughs> You're not here. You're not exactly. here. Exactly. I'm going last. You're not going at all. Motherfuckers, uh, <laughs> uh, all of you. <laughs> Even when he wins, he still loses. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be dead by it's my turn. It's fine. I, it's going to be dead. I doubt it. I really doubt it. <laughs> watch. Just you watch. Okay. Or I'm going to be dead. Just One or the other. Last. Um, so, Sid, you attack this thing. It startles, pulls back away from you, and as a legendary action... Uh, you will see blades of invisible force appear out of the air and slash at you. Okay. Why did you stab this thing? Oh, natural 20 on its first attack roll. Oh, Oh, my grave cleric. I can't stop this. Well, oh, it's too too bad the healer is incapacitated. That sucks. So, Sid, uh, you feel this just like biting sharp razor-thin blade slice at you for 22 slashing damage. Cool. I would like to uncanny dodge to have that to... So yeah, this microscopically thin blade that, for all intents and purposes, is invisible cuts at you. Okay. And it did that at the end of your surprise round, so that brings us back to the top with Sid. Okay. Uh, Tirza is... is, uh pretty frozen in place at the moment frozen in place uh okay uh bonus action i would like to uh separate the swords um and then as my action i would like to 
use panache uh to try and get it to focus on me okay so it needs to make some kind of saving throw yeah it ha it needs to make uh an insight check and that would be does it say wisdom insight and it needs to beat your i'm guessing a charisma saving throw of some kind or your do you have a dc i'm trying to figure it out uh, I haven't actually successfully used this before. Let's <laughs> actually do a persuasion check. Contest. Oh, so yeah, I make a persuasion check. Got it. Cool. And my persuasion's not too shit. Where is that? Cool. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, that's going to be a 27. Okay, yeah. Uh, this thing orients towards you, and you see a flurry of waving microscopically thin microfilaments just weaving in the air around this thing and it seems very intent on murdering you. Cool. Um, as long as it doesn't go after Tirza. Um, and then I would like to shift uh, actually no, I'm going to stand uh, try and stand in between it and Tirza. Or yes, yes, that is what I'm going to do. Okay, yeah, you can take a hard step in and basically be between it and Tirza. Absolutely. Yeah. That will bring us to Tirza, who is paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Sick. That will bring us to Grawl. Okay. Uh, yeah, gonna, gonna stand up and I am going to cast Hexblade's Curse on this thing. Okay. And then I am... How far away are they? Because I'm not within 10 feet. Are they within 30? They are within 30, yes. Okay. I am going to see if I can get around it to flank with Sid. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be moving very quickly. Okay. Um, so, and I'm going to swing away with my greatsword. Mm-hmm. Okay, attack one. Uh, is... And you're flanking, so you have advantage. Okay. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Cool. Great. Uh, da -da -da -da. Five plus nine. So 14 for attack one. Ooh. Seven or 17 plus nine. Uh, 26 to hit. Oh, yeah. Cool. And then... Attack two is four, six plus nine is 15 damage. Very nice. Uh, didn't like that. And as um, soon as your greatsword bites into this thing, there is mm -hmm. a sudden sense of just absolute need and hunger. That's what I thought. Nice. Outsider competition. <laughs> Perfect. Do anything else? That was your bonus, your action, your um, move. Yep. No, that's all of it. That's all I can do. Okay. That brings us to the creature that is... Yeah, it's just going to try to mess up Sid. Um, it's, go it's mirror sheened face is going to level towards you, and suddenly you find yourself transfixed in its mirror, and you need to make a wisdom saving throw. Cool. Do you have I, a plus two. Plus two, that's lovely. I'm gonna come back to all you fucking assholes frozen. 
don't even know what. I can't even start to know what I'm eating this. this thing. We're going to get back and we're going to be like, that was cool. Had a bite to eat. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not great. Uh, that's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be an old. Wait. It's plus four? Is that correct? No, You're... plus two. Oh, it's a plus two. Sorry. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's going to be 11. And Sid oh, no. is suddenly frozen in front of this yeah. thing. <laughs> and so when the microfilaments begin just slicing at him and he oh, is stuck in uh, place. So dead. It has advantage on its three invisible force blade attacks. Yep. Hard to touch yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Hard to touch it. First Hard one to... is a 19. That's going to hit. Yep. Second one is an 18. That hits. Third one is a 23. So all three are going to hit. That's correct. Nine. Plus, plus 12 is 21. Plus, ooh, 13 uh, is going to be 34. Is it... Do I need to be able to move to Uncanny Dodge? I would assume. I would assume so. It doesn't specify anything in the... But, yeah, I, I will take the... <laughs> Needs a reaction to have. Yeah. Okay, 33. And this thing will just, like, loom over Sid, but otherwise it doesn't move. Like, all of these attacks are just happening out of slices of air cutting at you. And at the end of its turn, Tirza, suddenly you can move. Okay, cool. Awesome. And that brings us to Etsuko, who is going to grasp at her book, stare at this thing. Fuck him up. Yeah, that's not what she does. Um, <laughs> she has, like, <laughs> uh, illusion powers and things that <laughs> transmute <laughs> is her whole Make bag. Invisible. <laughs> um, Just touches for that. God damn it. No, what she is going to do is she's going to look up at the ceiling, uh, look back down, and cast Enlarge on Tirza. Hell yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Yes! Big Tirza. Big Tirza is just like normal person height. Like 6'2". <laughs> yeah. like like, what's up? So, uh, Tirza, what is your normal height? I am 5'5". Five, five. Okay, you are now 11 feet tall. <laughs> oh. Yo. Yeah. This is the moment that Tirza has been waiting for. <laughs> uh, you have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. And you get an extra d4 with all of your weapon damage. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's awesome. what Etsuko is going to do. That will bring us to Judah who is going to do what monks do and punch the shit out of this thing. Yeah. Uh, but because he is a uh, sun soul monk, he's going to do it from way back over here. Um, good. He, nice. Judah's That's good, smart. Judah's good where he is. Um, mm -hmm. But he's going to go full laser minotaur on this thing and unleash a flurry of lasers out of his palms. God, he's so fucking cool. Um, those are some pretty good rolls, except for the last one, which sucks ass. Um, so, that's a couple of hits for Judah. Some damage. Whoop. 
There's one of those damage dice that just went on the floor. And there's a second one that went on the floor. Cool. I need to roll better. Um, that's going to be... Been there. Seven. So, he does some damage to this thing. Uh, it looks... Weirdly, like its robes aren't being singed or burned. Like, it's, it's clearly taking these hits, but they're just kind of disappearing into the folds of its robes. And it mm. seems to have no visible effect. Gotcha. At the end of Judah's turn, it's going to use its legendary actions to turn and stare again at Tirza, who is now huge, and I need Tirza to make another wisdom saving throw. Fuck you, buddy. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I... Unless this DC is really high. Um, that is 24. Okay, yeah, you feel this gripping, terrible stillness coming on you, but you shake it off. Uh, maybe it's the being big, and maybe it's the, I'm about to fuck this aberration up, but Tirza laughs, like, starts to laugh. Like a hearty <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> is it suddenly the thing where now that she's big she has suddenly magically become less intelligent too just like in no. a cartoon um, smash now. that will bring us to the top with Sid who is paralyzed that is true which will bring us to Tirza cool um, I would like to um, use my bonus action to make my newly drawn sword uh, a magic weapon. Okay. So and then I'd like to attack. So you're casting magic weapon? Mm-hmm. Cool. And that's a bonus action? It is. Oh, convenient. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that wasn't great. Uh, 17? 17 does not hit. Okay, I would like to attack again, please. Please do. Um, two, oh, math. And don't forget oh, that ma 20. magic weapon also gives your weapon a plus one. Oh, uh, I had forgotten that. Thank you. Um, That's why I just looked up the spell. <laughs> uh, 19. 19 will hit. Ooh. I would like to use Divine Smite, please. No. Really? You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, just check. All right. <laughs> if you want. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a choice. Uh, say the Paladin thing. Say the Paladin I cast Divine Smite. <laughs> Smite. Smite. Uh, oh, God, okay. One, two. Sorry. Math is hard. Yeah, it really is. What level Divine Smite was this, by the way? Second level. Okay. Eight. Um, 22. 22 damage. Not a fan. This burst of radiant damage is the only the second time you see it reacting to a hit. The first one, it reacted out of surprise to sit attacking it. And this time, when it falters backward, it doesn't, like, stagger. It kind of slumps a little bit before reforming back up to its full height. 
and yeah you fucked up you should have froze me again oh you tried to i forgot <laughs> it lets out a cry as it says he tried to tell you he wanted to say the whole story but he died before he could <sighs> and that will bring us to Grawl. Okay. Grawl, the immense Tirza is now towering over you. Great. Cool. Um, I'm still behind it. Yeah, still flanking. Yeah. Because it hasn't turned it all to address me. Mm -mm. Rude, by the way. Um, cool. I'm going to cast Staggering Smite on myself as a bonus action. Okay. Okay, attack one. That is a nat 20. Hey, <laughs> guess what? Oh. Guess what, Mike? I'm about to kill this fucking thing. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Riggity, yes. riggity, riggity, wrecked. Let's go. Okay. S Staggering smite? Is that, uh, <sighs> is that a good oh. spell read? Yes, it is. 46 <laughs> psychic damage. Oh. Okay. Let's get, let's get, my, let's get my journal out here. So... Staggering so my basic smite. attack, Let's get 46 silly. psychic damage. Okay, 46, which is 24. And make sure to keep the psychic damage and the slashing damage separate. Okay. Psychic. Okay, my sword is 2d6 plus 9. Mm -hmm. So that's God 21. Damn. Okay. Uh, on this, I'm also going to use my Eldritch Invocation Eldritch Smite for mm -hmm. 5d8. Mm. Burning another spell, oh. burning your second yep. and last spell slot. <laughs> My one and only other spell <laughs> slot for five d eight. Uh huh. And what kind of damage does the smite do? Uh, force damage. Force damage. Interesting. Okay. Five d eight, which is forty. Holy shit! Slashing. <laughs> Cool. So that's so uh, now you need to roll. Base. Time to roll. Four d six, five d eight, and another two d six. Yeah. Yes, I do. I tried to calculate this the other day, and it was silly. I got tired halfway through. I had to take a nap. <laughs> okay. okay then. So, Wowzers. All right. So okay. yeah. So here's here's for the um staggering smite. Forty six. Uh six. Plus five, that's another eleven. Slashing is two D six plus do I get the do I get the The bonus uh, a second time? Bonus? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so two D six plus nine. Uh that's seven plus nine, which is sixteen, and then four D eight. I only have two D eight out, so that's that's three, four. Or sorry, five d eight. Four plus four plus five is nine, and then one more for the fifth, which is oh two. God. So that's eleven. So I've got twenty. Uh, I've got thirty six psychic. Mm -hmm. Um, thirty seven slashing. Yep. And uh, fifty one force. Holy shit. <laughs> so so I think the two. so like how dead is it rather than is it dead? Well, we'll, we'll see. Um. So yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. That's 
73 plus 51 is 124. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh no. You killed that python. You killed that uh you killed that fucking snake. This is what I was planning, but I didn't plan on critting. <laughs> so read. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, it's still alive, isn't it, Mike? Because it is immune to psychic damage. Yeah. I mean look at it. I mean, you still it's did, a what, bunch how of much ropes. damage? Still did 88 points of damage to this thing. Oh. In a single blow. <laughs> Which is very good. So the staggering smite was just a waste, then. Yes, because yes. it also used one of its legendary resistances to just ignore the saving throw it needs to make. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Fun, bro. Fun, bro. But. I like but, this dude. Read. Mm-hmm. Grawl lets out a, a cry of some kind, calling out to what? To power his empower his strike. Oh, he's pissed. He feels like he's been ignored uh by uh by this. Um God. Yeah. No, it is a straight up overhand like axe cutter swing straight down. Uh okay. The back of the, this metal fight. I call it, <laughs> but I'm just well, saying. This is—is is this the first time you've used Eldritch Smite? Yes, it is. So there is an invocation of power here, quite literally, that you are calling out to for the first time, and I'm wondering what that looks like. Because with Tirza, it is like divine affirmations of the god in triplicate. It is calls to Ozzy Dahaka to bring down wrath. What does a smite look like for Grawl? Um, like, visually, like, what happens? Or, like, what does he yell? What, what power are you accessing besides the mechanical oh, okay. thing that tells you to roll this many gotcha. dice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, because yeah, no, uh... this, is, this is being a, a power gifted to you by Mott. Uh, yeah, that is where um, all of Grawl's powers come from, ostensibly. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, uh, what does that look like for him in the moment? Uh, Grawl uh, is evoking, um, like the breaking of like like chains and like uh, swings down with like a, a, a guttural scream. Um, uh. I don't want it to sound sappy. <laughs> um, yeah. Do it. Just, like, ignore this. Okay. And what does it visually look like? What does the smite look like on top of Grawl's sword? What does this energy flowing out of you visualize as? Um, the, uh, okay. The the swing uh, starts all the way at the top, um, uh, straight up above his head, and he'll swing it down. And as he swings it down, as soon as it makes contact, it turns into a bunch of mods. Like it looks like it, he doesn't make a sit, like doesn't touch it at all. And as these, the blade that is now made of moths begins flowing downward. And it leaves this trail of fluttering insects, browns and greens, each of them with a small little corona of black around it. 
it sweeps through this creature and you see the moths drilling into the fabric, beginning to just annihilate cloth and whatever this material is as they move through. And as you come down with the sweep in a way, and the moths trailing out behind, still lingering on the cloth a little bit, the blade reforms back into its obsidian edge behind you. And this thing lets out a scream as it just says, PARASITE! <laughs> and the cloth beneath its body begins to shred and crumble, and it seems to be losing its form as it's sort of slumped over, its head tilted to the side, its mirror face just tilting back and forth at an odd angle. Whatever is inside of it is still invisible, but its body seems to be crumpling in on itself. And that brings us to the creature, I believe. So, it is going to vanish. Oh, fucking cowards. A hole will open up in the world and it will vanish. And as it does, Sid, suddenly you can move again. Okay. <sighs> you just turn and there's like a massive tears up behind you. Oh. Uh. Okay. That's new. I'm sorry I attacked it. I thought it was going to attack you. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Judah will say it sort of did attack, I think. It, it froze. I, you all saw that, right? You were, they were frozen like like everyone. In, During the Maker Festival, yes. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Hey, girl. What? I may have been frozen, but I saw that good hit. And I'm proud. It was a good Great. hit. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Yeah. Really spectacular. Thing got away. Are you sure you don't want to make a make an oath to like destroy aberrations? Because you're no. pretty fucking good at it. I don't say fucking. Tirza doesn't say fucking. She says darn tootin. Tarnation. By golly. <laughs> Yeehaw. Some of those aberration vermits. <laughs> dang <Rap> stallions <laughs> shoot dang and Grawl as you're kind of focused in silent rage at the idea of this thing getting away despite your best efforts and boy howdy was it close <laughs> <sighs> I realized after my turn that I was both flanking and also that I have third level spell slots and I was like duh I could have mm, that's yep. fine but as you clench your fist you stare down at your left arm as you feel something hard and abrasive against your skin and staring down you can see that there is a, a rough sheen on the outside of your upper forearm 
and it looks as though the skin has hardened in a weird way. Perfect. Cherish. Mm-hmm. You were left to wait for maybe 20 minutes. Okay. What is this sitting room? Is there, is there like a tea set? Are there books? Like... There is a small tea set off to the side and a little trolley. Uh, there is a coffee table. There is a couple couches, a chaise lounge, a small stand with what looks like a, a music box of some kind on it. And there is a glass paned cabinet with uh, what looks like a collection of some kind of trinkets of some kind. You're not quite sure what unifies the, the theme here, but there's all these like little doodads. They look as though they are of magical natures. Hmm. Little bits of uh, like a, a crystalline butterfly, and there is a small globe with a tree growing in it. There cool. is a small little cube that looks like it's filled with water, and there's a little fish moving around inside of it. But it, you begin to realize, like, oh, there's just a pattern that it moves in. You're not even sure if it's real. Mm. Um, little oddments like that. Yeah. Um, as you were left That's to... Tea and a little biscuit, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you find both to be delicious. After a time you hear the door behind you open and close. And as you turn, a young girl is standing behind you, her back to the door, kind of like ear pressed to it, like she's listening for something. Uh... Hi. Right. Who are you and what are you doing here? Um, my name is Cherish and I'm here to help. Well, that's vague. Mm-hmm. I'd answer your question, though. <laughs> Why did you come here with the dragon? Um, because Farium's here is in trouble. And that was the only way we could get back in was with Darren Dunn. Sure. And why did he bring you? Uh, because I have a special skill set. As do my friends. And one of your friends is... that... that older boy? Yes. And he's... A Venfeyan, then? Um, Half-elf is what I'm assuming she means. You have no idea. Oh, is that not elvish? No. Okay. Well, it uh, might be, but it's not a word you're familiar with. Oh, okay. Because I'm fluent in elvish. Yes, you are. Um, I'm not sure I know what you mean. He's... My brother, 
Well, that Uncle Orton of... said as much. You can't lie to me. I heard him. I don't. He doesn't think I did, but I did. Well, it's not really my place to say, but if you've already made up your mind, then that's one thing. Well, which is it? Again, it's not my place to say. This whole situation is complicated, to say the very least. And I don't think that your uncle wants you to get involved in it. What my uncle wants doesn't matter right now, right? Because I'm asking you right now, here. What if I did say yes? What would happen then? What would you do? I don't know, but are you saying yes? I'm not. I'm asking you a hypothetical. I don't know. Do I need to do anything? Because I want to know. Yes. Hmm. Okay, then. She'll stop for a beat, lick her lips, and again you're struck by her green-gold eyes, the green of her mother awash over the golden pupils of her father. Blonde hair tied back into ponytail, her elvish ears distinct and big. Um, she's got Eladrin and High Elf, so her ears are very pronounced. Big. She will clench her jaw for a second. Okay, then. And she'll turn around and slip through the door. Angela. She'll turn. Uh, see, Angela, I apologize. I know that those um, honorifics mean mean things. Um, I apologize if I was informed. What? Just... I mean, how are you feeling about all of this? I, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> this is a weird conversation, and give me a persuasion this, roll. This is the best, like seventeen-year-old trying to be an adult to yep. a fifteen-year-old conversation yep. I've ever heard. Uh... Yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, this is a child. Wait, I'm a child. Wait, I'm child oh god i need an adult <laughs> i am an adult no um that is pretty good um 23 she'll just stare at you hand still in the door i 
I didn't know I had a brother. That doesn't surprise me. He didn't know about you either until a while ago. I think my dad wanted to tell me, but mum wouldn't let him. The chair just nods. <laughs> probably. I don't know much about... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I think there are going to be a lot of people that are going to tell me that I shouldn't like him. And I think that that should be up to you at the end of the day. But he's also still adjusting to all of this new information. So I wouldn't... <laughs> I know this is hard for you, but... It's not hard. What's hard? Okay. It's hard it's for not, you, obviously. Whatever. Yeah, it is hard for me, because Sid is my friend. I care a lot about him. That's his name? And... Yes. Hmm. And I would like you to give him some space for now. Her eyes will sort of narrow. I'm not like if you like if you want to sneak off and go see him at some point, I don't give a shit. I'm not your mom. Just give it some time. Okay? For his sake, if not yours. Hmm. Can you Can you tell him I want to meet at some point? I will do that. That's enough. Okay. And she'll turn to go. And as she opens the door, suddenly Shadoran is standing there, just as though she was probably there for a little bit and just didn't make a fuss about it. She's yeah. a professional. She's a professional. <laughs> and she will nod and say, Mistress Siangela, I believe your aunt is looking for you. And Siangela will say, Ugh! And storm off. <laughs> Ugh, I know that feeling. <laughs> Shadoran will stand at the door until Angie is out of sight, and then she will turn and say, the lady of the house would perhaps best not to learn of this interaction. Yeah, probably. Yes. I have arranged an appointment with Mistress Levalfier. Her schedule is rather busy. She is the head of a project attempting to concoct an alchemical solution to exiting the wilding, but she hmm. will be more than happy to meet with you over dinner this evening. 
Oh, perfect. Um, well, I... I think I will leave the Crystal Forge for another time. Um, I just remembered something I have to do at the Hall of Wonders. Of course. Should I recommend a location for your dinner with the lady, or should I direct her towards the Hall of Wonders? Um, probably not the Hall of Wonders. Um, the food's alright, but it's not a very classy establishment. I mean, you know, that sort of comes with the territory of it being covered on that. But, um, you could, I would be more than happy to go on your recommendation. Indeed. Then I would recommend you uh, take up the lady's offer when she suggests the curling horn. Okay. It is a very fine bistro over on the ninth level. Hmm. Um, is there a... Uh, what's the... A dress code? And she will sort of, like, glance you up and down and say... <laughs> In my dirty riding pants <laughs> yeah. and my nasty Henley. <laughs> Perhaps something a bit more suited to cleanly society. Oh, yeah, no problem. Excellent. Your reservations are set for... 7 p.m. this evening, then. Uh, alright. Uh, thank you so much for your help, Shadoran. Of course. And it has been expressed that you are welcome to bring a plus one, she says significantly. Oh. But I leave that in your capable hands. Bring Grawl. <laughs> Give me an insight check. No, it's going to be Arbiton. <laughs> I should bring Arbiton. Also a good choice. <laughs> okay. I mean, all yeah. That's uh, 22. <laughs> You're fairly certain she's referring to Sid. Yeah, that's that's, I, that's yeah, why you should, bring that's what I should bring Grawl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, and I will make my way back to the Hall of Wonder. Okay. Do you fly back across, or do you get the air? I'll do back the airship. I, okay. I mean, it was a third level spell slot, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Not so bad, but I don't want to waste. Especially. So yeah, eventually you make it back to the Hall of Wonders. At this point, everyone else is downstairs, kind of breathing heavy and having sat down. Uh, Sid, I will top you up HP-wise. Oh. Just let me know how many you need. Uh, well, I'm at 25. I'm missing... Gosh, how do I determine? Simple math. Um, 25 minus your total. Yeah, 69. Nice. 
44. I will... Uh, I'll do 30. That's totally fine. Thank you. Yeah, Cherish, you come back on a <sighs> scene of uh, weary companions. Grawl, did you stick around after this? Uh, yeah, just in case it comes back. Okay. It seems to be able to go wherever the hell it wants. Oh. And as you're coming back, Cherish, you will note that there is some consternation up in the bar area. Up mm -hmm. And, like, glancing around, you'll see that Fizzle Nozzle is consoling one of his uh, staff. Apparently something appeared in the middle of the restaurant before vanishing again. And it looked really, really beaten up. Like, really just like it got a good wall of pain. <laughs> just got a shit handed to it. <laughs> I think it's the... When Cherish, like, is going down the spiral staircase into the, like, the area, I think it's, like, that, that scene of, like, somebody coming in, like, just kind of rambling about all the stuff that they had been doing and like, and there's apparently, did you guys hear about upstairs? Like the fizzle, uh, blizz is like something appeared in the thing. And then, like is seeing, and then finally noticed that everyone's like, <sighs> yeah. Cut to the rest of us. Like the fucking end of the Avengers, like <laughs> <laughs> dead eyed. Ooh. Yeah. I just sent a picture to everyone of what this thing looked like. That is creepy. Yeah. Spooky. So yeah, Cherish, you come downstairs, you see in. everybody, and uh, yeah. Uh, if at the very least, Judo would absolutely fill you in on what happened. Yeah. We noticed. We may have fought it a little bit. You f oh my gosh. It's fine. Well, everyone's okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I was yeah. the only one. Did anybody else get injured? Nope. Good. No, just frozen. But they were yeah. both frozen as though trapped in the in-between place. But here... I've... I've... Uh, that's troubling. Yeah. Yeah. Excessively so. And it... It just came in and froze you guys? Like, like what happened? No. Well, it kind of dropped a bunch of weird cryptic messages, and then Tirza sensed that it was an aberration, tried to touch it, and then it froze her, but then I attacked it. You know, just yeah. as things happen. Sure. Um... I felt as though it was very justified after Tirza was frozen. This thing is clearly some sort of conduit to whatever powers the skein which manipulated. Hmm. Uh. Oh, right. Just kidding. I'm nope. bad at reading. Uh. I'm not really sure what to make of all that. Just one more mystery to, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, how was your meeting? Well, um, 
Uh, my meeting with Tuoran was uh, good. I had the name of a wizard, uh, or an abjuration specialist to meet with, um, and I'm going to meet with uh, Lee Valfir um, later tonight. Um, Sid, can I talk to you for a moment? Uh, yeah. You're standing Stuff. in between all of your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Or... I don't know. It's about family stuff. I, we can do that in private or out here. Yeah. No, private. Whatever private is up fine. to you. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the two of you walk away and kind of like up onto the catwalk <laughs> and over to one of the rooms. I I, as I, they're... I, look at, I look at Tirza. Hang on. No, so I look at Tirza I, I was just like, oh, do we sneak up on them now? Is this I was enough? I was actually just yeah. about to say to Grawl. <laughs> so no, so see, Grawl, they said what they were talking about, and that's clearly something that Sid would want privacy for. So I'm going to respect their privacy because I don't assume that they're <laughs> hiding things from us. This is this. That's what called. That's what's called giving someone privacy versus yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to keep it extra private. Extra private. I know, I understand. And shit like that. But that's fine. No, it's fine. That's fine. It's cool. It's cool. So are we sneaking or not sneaking? I'm just trying to figure that out. This conversation oh, no, is happening as Sid and Cherish are walking yeah, up the stairs. Really, yeah. Hey guys, oh, no. sorry, standing sorry. There. we're not sneaking up behind you to figure out what you're talking about. We're going to stay right here. I already right said it was family here. stuff, girl. We're, all, we're going to stay right here. Yes. I say in Elvish. Okay. Does Grawl speak Elvish? And Cherish responds in Elvish. No, he does not. <laughs> well, you wanna bet? Lovely. Hey, Grawl, do you speak Elvish? No, but I can Do you say it. that in Elvish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, look, oh, I'm just reading a book down here. Mm -hmm. 101 <laughs> Elvish insults. Oh, good. Love this book. Good book. Readings and the same thing as comprehending. Anyway. Vlafanir la doudou. Yeah, we can have this conversation in Elvish if you want. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, so I tell him about the lady of the house. Scare quotes. Uh, not scare quotes, but just like... Uh, <sighs> She seems like a real piece of work. Um, oh, boy. And then... See, Angela cornered me. A little bit. Ah. Has she figured out my identity? Yes. Hard I, not to. I look I a lot like I confirmed her suspicions, but she more or less figured. She had it figured out. She wants to meet you at some point, but I told her to give it some time. Hmm. I just... Last night was really difficult for you, and I don't want your family members barging in every day to <laughs> try and talk to you yeah. while you're adjusting to this. But on that note, are you up for dinner with your <laughs> aunt? 
if you're not, that's okay. I can pretend that I didn't get the, get the subtlety of her wanting you to come. I think that I am I am definitely interested in finding out what she has to say. Oh, okay. If yes. you're sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, dinner is at seven. Our reservations are at seven at a place called the Curling Horn. Uh, sure. I'm going to change. Is it, is it like dressed to the nines kind of place or? Well, I mean, the only other clothing I have is what I wore to the summit. So I'm just going to wear that. And what about our party clothes? I didn't bring my party clothes with me. Why? Because it would wrinkle. But didn't you just put them in the bag of holding? Actually, that's a good point. That might be I... too fancy, though. I either have that or this. And I <laughs> it, I point it... to the numerous it's like cuts and, and like holes in it well, isn't that your, still have a little bit of blood on it. Isn't your armor magic, though? It is. Uh, the the uh, breastplate itself can transform, and I snap, and it changes into what looks like a tuxedo. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just it's just from the waist. Okay. Uh, it's like the armor version of a tuxedo t-shirt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. I mean, I can I can cast mending and prestidigitation, and you know, kind of fix this mess sure i'm imagining i don't know i don't know who down there speaks elvish like down in the the like uh the people uh our comrades i believe Tirza does yeah i do (laughs) yeah yeah and you don't know about uh i'm assuming kanaeus does but Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But I just imagine this conversation like Sid like randomly has a tuxedo <laughs> t-shirt on and, and Terrence is like like gesturing up and down to him like what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> oh man. I mean Shador or uh, if I say like if I just say her name in passing that's not gonna like Ping her, right? You have no idea. I have no idea. Um, our liaison basically mm-hmm. said to me to wear clean clothes. That's really all she said. Which, okay. admittedly, I mean, we've been we've been hiking through some pretty crazy stuff. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I well, can, it... I can magic your shit up. All right. You know, fixing it, and I'm gonna wear that vaguely okay thing I wore to the summit. At least it's clean. Trying to remember. Did we all buy summit things? No. No, I just no. had I just had extra because we were at my house, so I right. just like packed an extra pair of traveling clothes that was like not the nasty shit I've been wearing. <laughs> I guess I'm probably going to have to be in disguise anyways. Bucket hats are fancy, right? 
I don't know where they're disguise. Oh, well, I mean, generally, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be out in public. Well, I mean, I'm gonna be out in public. Yes. I don't know if you noticed, there's not a lot of tieflings here. Yes, but you also don't look like one of the prominent members of one of the prominent members. That is, that is, I did catch, yeah. Yeah. Gaia, Gaia. Grawl, Tirza. Mm-hmm. Outside in the sanctum, you see a new arrival appear in the teleportation circle up on the railing. The slightly less than average bedraggled form of Darren Dunn appears. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's got a, a, a small parcel under one arm. Oh, man. And he's going to look around and see you all and give you a slight wave. And he's going to say, Uh, hey, is, uh, Sid around? Uh, you two are in a room behind him. That's true. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, the two of you hear this being said outside the door. Yeah, I think I just point. Oh, like behind him. Oh, uh, right. And he'll turn, and the two of you hear a knock at the door. Should we answer? Oh my god, you guys. (laughs) I open the door. (laughs) Yeah, what do you want? Good to see you. Hi, Dan. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What a dick. Uh, Hey, I... Uh, this is how how are you, Sid? You, you um, you know, all things considering, uh, all things considered, I I don't know, but uh, right, um, yeah. Well, uh, on that note, and he like reaches under his arm, pulls out the the parcel, and he'll. Uh, it looks like it's a, a a bag of some kind that's been folded over on itself, and he'll begin to unwrap it, and he'll pull out a book from inside of it. And he'll say, uh, something to chew up, maybe. Oh. It's a light. <laughs> I, I take it, I look at it, and, and I... It doesn't look yeah. like your copy of The Adventures of Horatio Emberlight, because it is clearly written in Elvish. Huh. And on the cover, it says The Adventures of Ratio Lyodon. Oh, no. Oh, oh man. I think Cherish is like is looking this... at this over his shoulder and kind of is grimacing a little bit. Wait, I, I, it's an L. Is this, is this what I think it is? Uh, yeah. You said you only read some of them, so uh, that's it's a it's a, a a chunk more of them. It might be some of the ones you haven't read yet. Yeah. 
thank you, Darren. This this yeah. means a lot to me. Oh, okay, it's a good thing. Okay. Although the title is interesting. Uh yeah, I wasn't quite sure how to bring that one up. Um uh, how 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 fictional is this story, Darren? Just out of curiosity. These stories. Well, look, over the years, tales about historical figures tend to gain a bit of grandeur. Oh, Sid knows all about that. (laughs) Uh, Shut up. (laughs) You're not here. (laughs) I go for a high five with tears up. Yeah. (laughs) I got him. (laughs) <laughs> no one's like a hundred percent sure, but uh, in some, huh? Well, I will be sure to give this a read. Thank you. Yeah, um, that help. Pat the book, hand it to you, and. Have a good. I. Hello, uh, Cherish. Hey. How 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 are you? How how are you doing? You ever been to somewhere called the Curling Horn? Oh, <laughs> uh, not in a while. Uh, What's the dress code? You th- would you say? Uh, mild fence. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, okay. I'd say, like, they like it slightly fancy, but it's not, like, ballroom or anything. Okay. <laughs> they don't like you look coming in looking like this, it says, as he's kind of <laughs> chuckling at himself. And Cherish is pointedly silent. <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, so, um, I'll be just going then, um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're, you've got this, yeah, because you don't, um, you don't need, because, uh, yeah, uh, bye, everybody, bye, everybody, uh, oh, I haven't met you, he points down at Judah, <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye. Bye, Darren, it was good to see you, okay, bye. <laughs> and he awkwardly, like, takes a couple of steps to the side, to the teleportation circle, Thinks he's about to say something before he shakes his head and just steps through. Oh boy. And Judah will turn and say, Who was that? Our escort into Fair Ames here. He is a mess. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I actively feel less bad about all of my stuff. And I just, (laughs) wow. Judah, my dude, you don't even know the half of it. (laughs) This is the new and improved Darren that you just saw. Oh. That was the sober one. He has made some steps in the right direction. (laughs) Yikes. And just like, again, what if we had been making out? He's so out of touch. I mean, we weren't, but like... He just does yeah, like... 
Why would you say that? That's weird. <laughs> Hang no, on, circle I back. just mean like, like remember at the summit? No, like remember the summit when he was like following us around? Yeah, yeah, work, yeah. And I was like, okay, but like, what have we been sneaking off to make out? Like, weird. Did you say that then too? I did. That's that's a little. Weird. It's just an example. I mean, We're teenagers. Like, whatever. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> 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 oh right what time is the thing uh, it's seven. i don't know if they're coming to pick us up right right <laughs> i just realized you have to fix my club um, uh, oh yeah wants. i'll come back yeah. no worries yeah Why are you guys yelling <laughs> we're yelling now as you begin to collect yourselves and prepare for the evening, uh, it ticks over to noon and suddenly you are inundated with a gnome who is very curious about why his waitstaff is distraught about a strange teleporting creature and about the yeah. awkward-ass dragon who he swore he kicked out of his establishment <laughs> wandering through. Uh-huh. But as you yeah. are collecting yourselves and begin re regaling Blizz Fizzle Nozzle about what just occurred here, Sid, you are left with the weight of a, a new book in your hands. And as you casually like flip through the first uh, couple of pages, you see the appendix of this book and uh, or the uh, not the appendix, the uh, table, of, table contents. of contents. Mm hmm. And you see that there are mostly this book contains stories that you've already read. Uh, but there are two that you have not. There is uh, Horatio Emberlight and the City of Endless Doors. Good. And Horatio Emberlight and the God's Corpse. Hmm. And again, in Elvish, it is translated to Ratio Lyodon. Grawl, mm. as you stare at your arm every once in a while, flexing your fingers, and again, more times than not, when you look down at your hands, your index and middle finger and your pinky and ring finger will almost reflexively form a, a three-clawed hand gesture without even really thinking about it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But you can shake your hand and extend all five digits again. You get a sense of unsatisfied hunger welling from the sword. 
as you stare at the spot where the creature disappeared. There is a sense that whatever that thing was, Mott hated it, wanted it dead, wanted it devoured. And those feelings begin to bleed over into your own. You can distinguish where one begins and one ends, but there is an intensity here that you haven't felt since you cut the angel in half. But that was exultant glory at defeating something that Mott himself proclaimed needed to be destroyed, the Divine. But even as you contemplate these things, there is another sensation that begins distantly at first, then slowly growing a low, melodic low humming coming from nowhere only you can hear it and a different kind of need is behind that humming and I think it is there that we're going to end tonight's episode of Material Components because as always you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG, that's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. Especially in these times, we want to hear from all of our listeners. Reach out, y'all. Let us know you're doing okay. You can find me on Twitter, on Twitter, at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, shit, I, it's, just, it's always getting good, but it's just getting good, y'all. It's getting good. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait. Uh I am on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Um Come hang out guys. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just cut out a whole bunch so I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> Happened. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you're up. It's yeah. your turn. Reed. Oh, it's me. Hi, everyone. Hey, uh, welcome <laughs> to Material Components. Yeah, we're going to be... Oh, God. We begin again. If you want to find me, you can do so um, on Twitter and Instagram, at the Um Yeah, um, I've been looking at lots of photos of um, very, very wide cats. Um, <laughs> lately, that's how I've been spending my days. It's not getting to me. Oh yeah, any any just wide cats, just wide cats. Yeah, I I'm have some good and, good wide yeah. cat pictures. I'm gonna send Great. them to you. Send me those wide cats. Hashtag wide cats. <laughs> um, and if you'd like to find me um, on Instagram or Twitter, uh, you can find me at the real Luke Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Oh, is that the one? There's so many Hemsworths. Liam, you're having, you're having an identity crisis. 
Why is my brother more successful? Um, because he's bigger. Because he's big. Oh, he big. He's more wide. Okay. <laughs> he's more of a Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah he's got he's got one point two more Hemsworths to him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. But no, seriously, you can, uh, well, no, you can't find me on the internet, but uh, what you can do instead, uh, besides looking at pictures of the Hensworths, is you can uh, rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Uh, And when you do, you can include the name of an NPC in the tagline, or the subject line, and uh, we'll include that NPC in our campaign, even if the NPC name is Luke and or Liam Hemsworth. We will put them in there. We're not afraid to do it. There is not a Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> there might there be I, soon. I hate that I know this. this. <laughs> but I do, and it pisses me off. Wait, so how many Hemsworths are there? There's there's obviously there's three, Chris. I think. There's three. So wait, what's the third one? Bobby. This is important. Bobby it's Hemsworth. Not- Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I believe Craig. you... <laughs> it's Craig. Oh, don't Hemsworth. talk about him. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! There is a. Oh no, he's a cousin. Okay. It's Harry <laughs> Harry Hemsworth. Um. <gasps> no, there is a Luke Hemsworth. <gasps> oh my God! You all doubted <gasps> me. I didn't say nothing. He... I saw this coming. I knew this day would come. Uh, oh man. But yes. But anyways. Wow, that's yes. Wild. Please, please do all of that, oh, and of course. <laughs> That's... He's a perfectly handsome individual. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeez. Oh, no. uh, Elliot of... taking a firm stance on Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> well, you can take whatever stance you want with any of the Hemsworths over with me on Twitter, at MK Gergoni. Uh, please share your Hemsworth opinions freely and openly. I am here to support you regardless of what you, how you feel. <laughs> You can also find our good, good friend Omatep over at NPC underscore AN on Twitter, because even when he is waiting with cautious optimism for these dang kids to show up in his shop and spend some gosh dang money, he is, of Which course, have. an important NPC. We try. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I've been seeing our listenership actually go up recently, so if you're new Hooray! to if you're new Thank to you. the show, Thank everyone, you guys. Um, that's, I don't know why you're jumping in here of all places, but I know I'm sure the numbers are reflecting people starting from the beginning. I hope maybe we don't know, but I mean, also, if, this listen is your, to it however if this they is, want. if this is your first episode, we do not talk about the Now we do. Oh Lord. We have a brief, now, we have a brief now this is a Hemsworth. Horses. Yeah. <laughs> now but, this is a Hemsworth podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. As always, and especially now, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.